Intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch your face! Hey. gotta eat welcome to the say you love satan 80s horror podcast this is your host stephanie many times we've seen the number 666 whether in a horror movie or on a rock music video but what does it really mean is there any other significance to 666 that is very important yes six is one less than seven wow here with me as always are jesse go get my heroin and my hypodermic needle bitch Give some more watermelon while you're at it. Yes, dear. White fat ass slut. What you looking at? You like head cheese? My brother makes it real good. You'll like it. Melissa. How many of you plan to leave church tonight to go out and get drunk? How many of you are going to go out and, and shoot up with some heroin or smoke a joint? I think we just picked up Dracula. And John. Teenagers across America are playing with a new and frightening game, Satanism. Their school books are marked up with satanic symbols, upside-down crosses, pentagrams, the number 666. Their fashions glamorize the demonic. They are seduced by heavy metal heroes, many of whom feature satanic imagery in their songs and album covers. For some of these young people, the fixation on violence, evil and death leads them to commit abominable crimes, including suicide and- It's too bad she won't live. But then again, who does? On this episode, we will be discussing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was a Patreon pick by Charles Clary and Megan Paper Tiger. All right, guys. Well, uh, up next, Trailer Trash. was true. The most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. just as real, just as close. Just as terrifying as being there. Please. 
Even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Our feature presentation is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. And this was a Patreon-supported pick uh, by Charles Clary and Megan Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger! So thank you, guys. And Charles Clary. Um, this was uh, it was it was chosen as a uh, part two of our tribute to Toby Hooper, who rec- recently died, aka the Hoops. Yeah. Uh, RIP. And RIP. we have now seen all of his movies, and there will never be another one. And <laughs> we close the book. Uh, we close the book of the Hoops. Well, we haven't done Poltergeist yet, guys. I, okay. What I just say? <laughs> no. We close no. the book. Poltergeist done. is amazing. And also, we will do that movie. didn't we talk about how it wasn't really him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we close the book. Of the hoops. Okay, we'll pretend that you can make that decision. Oh. Okay. So it was right. I just edited out you saying that. <laughs> I mean, we all the know hard. that we all know the money talks on this podcast, and it's really it's not any of our decisions. It's a hard <laughs> edit. True. So. Um, it ha- was rated R and budget of thir- three hundred thousand dollars. I don't know if that figure's accurate that or not. That sounds I th- like a lot I of think, money. I think it's somewhere around a hundred thousand, maybe more than that. But that may be with marketing and all that kind of stuff too. And it grossed $30.8 million, mm. uh, $14.4 million in rentals. I mean, that number is true. That is fucking how much of insanity. How much of that they actually saw? How much money did the actors make? Which, we'll talk about that which later. Which goes to prove that. Points. They got points. <laughs> that we're hungry for horror. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got they're, points. 39 mil. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's several taglines for this movie. Several. Uh, that I feel like a lot of them are just generic taglines that 70s movies use yeah. because i've honestly heard every single one of these in multiple <laughs> like i think this is before like the 80s where the 80s are like no nah, let's make unique taglines so yeah. like the 70s they just reuse them yeah i think so intermixed all right let's see <clears throat> melting pot what happened is true now the motion picture that's just as real aka mm. watergate <laughs> <laughs> Deep throat. <laughs> Once you stop screaming, then you'll start talking about it. That's basically what happened when Trump got elected. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah! And I was like, let's talk about it. Wait, it's we, weird. We, Especially if you had a uterus. We just lost listeners. Thank you. <laughs> we lost, we, we lost <laughs> one. And this podcast is four stars. <laughs> and, and it's a one star podcast. Could, uh, could be better if they didn't talk about that. No politics. I mean, it's, it's a five star podcast, except when they talk about Trump, and then it's a four star podcast. <laughs> Just keep your leftist views to yourself, Steph. Oh, God fucking, damn it. Fucking slut. I'm such a goddamn stupid you feminist. You fucking twat face. You goddamn special snowflake. <laughs> twat face killer. Oh, oh, man, I like that. <laughs> that's your rap name. I like it. Twat face killer. And you wear a bandana uh, that's like a big vagina. Yeah. I just walk around with my vagina out. Yeah. and so you, But you it. glue your pubes to the bandana. <laughs> yeah. So it's like realistic. America's most bizarre and brutal crimes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's bizarre. Brutal, pretty brutes. Yeah. Um, Crimes, yeah. I mean, I I'd would say. say I would say what John Wayne Gacy did is a lot more brutal. Well, and it was also real because he's raping <laughs> little boys and putting them in, yeah. putting them in the floorboards. Yeah. To me, I mean, that's just this is just me here. Okay, 
when you're talking about barbecue and humans, that's not so bad. It's kind of delicious, honestly, because we talked about it before. John's marbleization. Right. You, you eat. You, I mean, if you barbecued a little bit of John, I'd be on board with that shit. It would probably be fucking delicious. But but butt fucking boys and put them in the floorboards. That's that's heinous. It is in the house that your family lives in. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like, hi, honey. What's oh, for dinner? Why does it not, not smell? And then there's a little kid under the floorboards, like, just, <laughs> and he's like, shut up, shut up, Jimmy. And he's like stomping on the floorboards. Uh-huh. All massacre facts based on the true story of what. Uh, right this fictitious thing that we brought up but it's really not <laughs> yeah. i mean we heard about this guy called ed gain and he was like this just invalid walking around making lamps out of his mom's fucking pussy skin <laughs> and i don't know i mean i came up with this movie based yeah. on the based on the pussy skin lamps totally committed to scaring you witless uh, totally man <laughs> i am like totally committed to doing this totally tubular it's tubes mm-hmm. and then finally who will survive and what will be left that's of the only one that matters yeah keep that one print it print it send it to the printer <laughs> 200 copies only 200 let's it's not that much it's a lot of money to make 200 copies <laughs> i want to make 200 stickers of that tagline send it to me all right it's time for the vhs box synopsis oh, I'm, synopsis i am excited the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the account of a tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular, Sally Hardesty and her brother Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and the macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history. Annals. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, I'm so scared. And you said anals. And that's and that's from the Wizard video release, which was the very first VHS. Release. Oh my god, that's crazy! I, I didn't even know that existed until some listener sent me a picture of it, and he's like, "I have this," and I was like, "Fuck you!" And I, I, I blocked him from Instagram. <laughs> well, he needs to send you a picture that he has it, but it was also a picture of his dick next to the fucking. Yeah, VHS well, I mean, box. That's, that, I mean, that's what tape heads do. So like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't turned off by that because For I, I often send fucking. Uh, pictures of my my scrotes just like def- my deflated scrotes on like a vhs tape and i sent to my boy cliff I'm like cliff check out this vhs tape and my got like scrote skin on it and he's mm-hmm. like fucking killer slap oh bro. my god cliff, cliff Kill- yeah. or I'm like a bag of skittles and you're like taste the rainbow like, <laughs> <laughs> no that's what i just say he knows that's my balls my like, cliff taste the rainbow and he's like fucking love it best rainbow so as we mentioned it was directed by toby hooper um he directed texas chainsaw massacre 2 was it though steph <laughs> What? Was it directed by him? This movie? I hope Steph, so. Steph, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Steph, tell I me. Think so. Tell me you're sure. Based on the documentary, I'd say yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, this I'm this com- one was. I'm comfortable now. Thank uh, you. Eaten Alive, The Fun House, which we have previously and covered. And it wasn't, it wasn't a fun house, I'm, actually. I missed that episode, though. Steph, you're uh, lucky. You were so sad. Uh, Poltergeist, Life Force. I also miss, missed Life Force. I mean, yeah. that one is just, <laughs> it's just beef and tits. So, I mean, like, you should be sad. Oh, mm-hmm. Spontaneous Combustion, which we have discussed prior to this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. he was supposed to direct Leatherface, like, part three. But he's like, sorry, shorties, can't direct Texas Chainsaw part trace. Because I'm doing like a fucking big ass flick. You may have heard of it. Spontaneous combustion. With the the great Brad Dorf. And I got Chucky voice. <laughs> he's the main character. Yeah. He's great. He is great, but the movie's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. Um, Invaders from Mars, which we covered. 
Salem's Lot Night baby. Body Bags and the Mangler. Body Bags is good, but Peanut Butter Baby, we talked about them. Walking around eating too much PBJs. Music by Toby Hooper and Wayne Bell. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in there like... Toby Hooper was like just fucking doing fat rails in his living room while he's like he's editing this movie for a year. Yeah. And, and he had like just like shit set up where he was like he had like a microphone on like a, on his dental floss and he was just like scraping it as hard as he could. And he's like, oh, my God, that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. I'm going to fucking capture it. and That's going to be it. That's it. Yeah. What are they talking about? He had some weird instrument from Africa and he just like he like was like he was yeah. like sawing it so right. hard. No. And he made this awesome sound. I was like, oh, my God. Toby Hooper's like, I fucking shaved my ball hair for a year and I gave it to my wife and she fucking knitted my ball hair into a big strings. And then I put my ball hair on a guitar and I fucking scraped it <laughs> with like with the top of a tin can. And that's how I got the fucking soundtrack for this movie. Yeah. yeah. That's a true story. And it was a can of Denny Moore also. <laughs> of course. Art director Robert A. Burns. Um, he worked on The Hills Have Eyes, Taurus Trap. The Hills Have Guys, Steph. I think you said Always. it wrong. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Don't go near the park. Don't, Steph. God help you if you go near the park because fucking Guy Fieri's like just standing there with his pants off like, I'm gonna go for a walk. <laughs> Guy Fieri. Yeah. The Howling, Full Moon High, Microwave Massacre, Reanimator, and Nightwish. I just wish we could. I wish. I wish a fifty dollars Patreon member would pick The Howling, so I could just talk about that scene in The Howling when they're fucking and turned into werewolves by yeah, the fire. It's your favorite. Because I constantly think of like Lanker, Lank, werewolf fucking. Like like lycanthropy. Lycanthropy fucking. Like like a liking? Like you're banging and but you're morphing into a werewolf as you're banging. Transmorphing or like actual morphing? You're robots in disguise. Anim- 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 robots in disguise. Anamorph? Anamorph? Oh my god, yeah. Anamorphs. <laughs> Hashtag the best. Anamorphs. Hashtag first. All right. Cast. Marilyn Burns as Sally. She was in Helter Skelter, Eaten Alive. Kiss Daddy Goodbye. Kick Steph. Future Kill. Kiss Daddy Goodbye. Texas Chainsaw 3D and Butcher Boys. Okay. I Butcher never Boys. heard of Butcher I don't Boys. Know. I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it. a, it's a more recent film. Um, Is that like Step It Up or whatever that movie's uh, called where they dance? Like a dance off? Yeah. Step I mean, up to Step the street. Up. Is that what it's called? Step Up? <laughs> Channing Tatum was in Step <laughs> Up, wasn't he? Yep. Was he, was going, he, was, was he doing this? I mean, if that's what breakdancing sounds like, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, but then you got this. Like Knights of the City. Oh my God, yes. That movie's the best. Fat Boys. Fat Boys are in prison and they're beatboxing. Oh my God, they are beatboxing <laughs> in prison. It's great. Is that <laughs> a 90s movie? Yeah. It, 80s. Oh, no, it's an 80s, 80s movie, yeah, yeah. And they look over the people in prison and they're like, oh, there's the fat boys and they're in prison and they're like, we're in jail because we fail. We're in jail. We're in jail because we fail. I was like, wow, that's what Robin used to be. It's pretty great. Shana. But at the same time, thumbs up. Yeah. Paul A. Partain as Franklin. He was in Race with the Devil, Rolling Thunder, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. What is the guy that inhabits like the word annoying? They couldn't have picked a better yeah, person. But the f- the best part is though that w- in watching the documentary, the actor also hated that character. He was like, "Yeah, he deserved all the shit he got because he okay. was a piece of shit." So fun fact: yes. I went years and years ago, like so we're talking about two thousand and one or something. I went to Chiller Convention in New Jersey. Yes, and it was Gunnar Hansen and whatever the asshole's name is that plays Franklin Paul Partain. Fuck him. 
but they're both together, okay? So uh-huh. me and my friend John are waiting in line. We're waiting in a line of sweaty-ass nerds for like an hour to meet this fuck face, both these fuck faces. I get to the front of the line, Gunnar Hansen's like, that's it! We did, it's the same way we're going to be able to take a break! I'm so hungry! <laughs> I need to take a lunch break! So we're the next people in line. Fucking Gunnar Hansen and asshole Franklin go take the fucking lunch break. And I was like, I just fucking waited here an hour and a half and I'm going to sit there and wait for them to fucking eat their goddamn... So they sat there eating lunch. And, and I had to watch them was eat. Was it Subway? They didn't leave the room? No, they're eating lunch. Oh right my in front gosh. Of us, like, e- eating like fucking like cheesesteaks <laughs> and cheeseburgers and fries. And then they're done eating. I had to watch Gunnar Hansen go, the last little greasy pieces of his fingers. And he's like, okay, I'm ready again. And, and I, was he the nicest guy? I got a picture with him, okay? And I have these pictures saved on a fucking on DVD. I'll have to dig it up. I'll, I'm going to fucking blur out my face because I was a weird ass looking guy then. Not that no. I'm not right now. Because you had no share. facial hair and you had waxed eyebrows. I had waxed eyebrows. <laughs> my eyebrows are like, my eyebrows look like or Rosie Press. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have facial hair and I'm wearing like a Wumpscut hat. I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm wearing a Wumpscut hat. And it's me and Fra- <laughs> Franklin is making like this fat face, right? So he's got like a little weird gray ponytail and he's going like this. <laughs> so he's got like a fucking 80,000 chins. But my face looks worse than theirs. <laughs> oh man! I can't believe they didn't leave the room to fucking eat. Their no, lunch. they ate it in front of us. Oh my god! And like, we're how far away? We're like five feet right in front of them. Like I could smell what they were eating. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it smelled like diarrhea. <laughs> okay. But Gunnar Hansen is probably always having loose stool because that guy just eats fucking gravy on everything. Well, does he still eat gravy on? Everything? He was eating like he had a like he had burger and French fries, and I I saw him ladle gravy on his French fries. <laughs> uh, like. He had a ladle with him. I mean, poutine's okay, fries? but not that. And I was like, where did that motherfucker get that ladle at? <laughs> well, and then finally... Uh, in my fucking skin pocket. Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface. He was in The Demon Lover, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Mosquito, Freak Show, Chainsaw Sally, and Texas Chainsaw 3D. Did you say that one? Uh, whale? No. Whale Massacre or something no, like that? Oh, no, my God. That movie was terrible. He's in this movie. Like, one of his last movies was called, like, oh, dude, what was the fuck was it called? I don't know. It was, like, in Two Plays in Iceland or so something. So, basically, he's supposed to be the guy from Whale Wars. That dude, Gunnar Hansen, plays the dude from Whale Wars. And they. Is a dog dying over there? He's, right. <laughs> he's getting comfortable. <laughs> oh, here he is. He's elderly. <laughs> it's like, no, that movie's a piece of garbage. No, I thought I liked it. What? It was good. No, it was, it was like good. it was like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on on the high seas, but with whales. Yeah, and orca. If you, I mean, if, if you're able to pull that off, and, and they were able to <laughs> do were. it, they did it flawlessly. I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. <clears throat> tangerine, they, tangerine, Jess, as they say. You have to eat the pudding what to find out. What kind of pudding, out. though? I don't understand that saying. What kind of pudding? But man custard. Oh, no. It's when I jizz in one of my... Custard? <laughs> that's when I jizz in one of my fucking cum cups and I put it in the fridge and I say, it, the, the pudding's ready, stuff. <laughs> and you eat it every Friday. Like, I, don't, I don't eat pudding. Yeah, you do. Um, you say, why is it so chunky? It was like tapioca balls. <laughs> I love tapioca. Um, no, of course you do, but it's not for, tapioca. Formats. VHS released in 1981 by Wizard Video. Steph, people don't want to hear about our sexual With escapades. A- <laughs> they don't care how long we've they been... They don't care about fingers and buttholes. They don't Steph. care how long we've been dating. It, quote, unquote, dating. Yeah, we're married, we're Fucking married, asshole. Married. Get, a, get your fucking facts straight. <laughs> when you get your facts straight, then you can present them to me, okay? Yeah, you guys but, are disgusting. But don't present your facts Shut to me. Up. <laughs> if you don't have it all together, okay? Yes. Get that shit together. Also, your love I, is gross. I want to give a high five whoever that shorty, Titanic Shorty Worldwide was that supported us on Podbean. Yeah. Thank someone, you for defending us. Because listen, if you're on Podbean, yo, I want everybody that's on Podbean to attack 
that comment. Okay, there <laughs> but, was, but do it in a nice way. There, no, no, don't. There was a <laughs> negative comment towards Jessup. Oh, God. Go, go on Podbean. And As they usually are. The, the person The funny say, thing is, most people are going to probably be like, what the fuck is Podbean? Because that is the most no, defunct listen, thing. You know what it is. And this is what I'm going to say to you. Release the hounds! <laughs> no, the funniest part was the person was like, the host isn't that bad. No, no, no. No, no. no, no this is what she said. Steph. She's mediocre. No, no, she said this. The host is the host is good, but seems like she could be better. Yeah. And, I, then, and that's why I say to Steph all the time. I'm like, you're good, but you could be better. But then, but then everyone's just talking over each other for three hours. Yeah, well, that's a podcast. Get used to it or get the fuck out of my house, okay? I could, I could be better. Get off my lawn. Look, I'm. it just encourages me to try harder. When you're in my house... We talk about milk and four-year-olds. <laughs> no. Okay? That's no. what happens in my no. house. We had a meeting. We, we already we discussed already this, We already had Jesse. a meeting before this, and we're not going to talk and about that anymore. And that's why I have to put my foot down. I have to say, shah, nah. Right. Okay, so VHS. Nah, nah, good sub- job. Subsequent release in 1986 by Media. Media. That's what I have. Okay. I have the media release. The inferior release. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, I won't go he as far was, as to that say. That was like his little pet VHS that he used to take out to stroke every know, night. And, and now, now he like, knows it's like, impure. You guys are just pieces of shit, aren't you? <laughs> I know how your mind works. I mean, I, I expected from I, that twat face over I know, there. I know. I, I, know, I, know, I know you're going to go home tonight. You're going to be like, wizard video. No, step. <laughs> step. No, no, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be actively bidding on it. And I'm going to be like, $250. And then you're going to look at Steph and be like, yeah, we got to push back getting a house. No, 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 Steph's gonna see, like, she's gonna see the wizard texture chainsaw come in the mail, and she's gonna see me open it, she's like, oh, what did that cost? I'm like, $10 on eBay, that would get a hell of a deal, hell of a Wait, deal, second okay. mortgage on the house. Speaking <laughs> of sleeping and waking oh, up, no. and the other night, Jesse was talking in his sleep, what I say? he said, that rat's eating a giant millipede! Oh, no. Why are you in your dreams? We woke up, and I was like, Jess. The rat's eating a giant millipede. He's like, I remember. I was fucking terrified. I was scared to death because I was well, like. Well, he also like pushed me off the, almost pushed me off the bed. Oh, because man. it was in a toilet. It made no sense. Like I went to go take a pee and there was like, I saw something swimming and it was like a rat under a rock, mind you. So there's rocks in, in your the toilet, toilet, which makes no sense. No. And then a millipede came out and the rat started fighting it. Well, you wouldn't want to see the video that I saw today that somebody posted on Facebook of two giant rats stuck in a glue trap. No. The one rat was partially alive, and there was a giant cockroach or some sort of insect next to that rat eating its head. Send me the link. The insect was eating the rat's head, and every time it bit into the rat's head, it would twitch. No. Uh, I got to see that. No. What? I have to. It's horrible. Uh Uh-uh. Rats eating (laughs) millipedes. That's what happens every day in Philadelphia. I mean, like, you see fucking... Little cockroaches eating dipping Kenzos, <laughs> and every time they bite into the Kenzo's head, he twitches. Dip Dipadelphia. Uh, dip, dip, dip. That's Philadelphia is known as Dipadelphia. I never knew that, but I I searched out dipping, and that's what came up. Dipadelphia. Dip, dip, Dipadelphia. Dip, dip, Dipadelphia. Dip, 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 DVD first released that's a, that's a ringtone. in 1998 <laughs> by Pi- $5 uh, if you subscribe on Patreon you get that ringtone Pioneer Entertainment Blu-ray first released in 2008 by MPI Media Group why did it take so long and again in 2014 as the 40th anniversary edition that's what we watched we watched it on Amazon Prime. Amazon yep. Prime. Um, yeah digital read or own through Amazon and iTunes free streaming with Amazon Prime membership and paid streaming through the YouTubes YouTubes just remember though guys you don't want to watch curtains on amazon prime because it's garbage don't do that i mean i don't think anybody watches anything on amazon i don't think it really happens well we did i mean if you're, unless you're <laughs> I mean, it was free no, no i didn't yeah. watch it what do you mean i didn't watch it on amazon i watched it on fucking youtube 
No, we what curtains? Yeah. yeah, but I mean this movie. Thank did. you. Come again. Well, what's what is your point? Okay. Oh, should we just sold, we sold what another t-shirt? Sold another t-shirt. We sold, we sold another, another t-shirt. t-shirt. That's number fucking twenty twins. <laughs> is it? Dip, yeah. dip, 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 Melissa, come on, join us, okay? Eat a. You like to sing, Melissa? Eat a fucking chicken popper. I know. That's the Somebody just stepped on your heart. I'm gonna throw a chicken popper that bitch's fucking twat face in five seconds. It's gonna go right inside. It's gonna go right inside the hole. Eat a ball of chicken. It'll make you feel better. All right, time for some trips. Let's hear it. I want to hear all the triv stuff okay. about all the things. Okay, all the things. Especially about <laughs> dick. Dick Burns. Okay. Because it's Dick Burns. Head Cheese was the working title of the film during the majority of the production. Toward the end of shooting, Head Cheese turned into Leatherface, which eventually resulted in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, apparently in the Shocking Truth documentary, he also says stalking Leatherface was yeah. another one. That yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're like no it's one's stalking it's not face. like well like to me that's like kind of like what we did in the shadows but it's like texas chainsaw massacre version where they're like where like a crew goes into their house and they're like listen don't kill us we're just making a documentary about your family and they're like okay and that would be called stalking st- uh stalking leather yeah. i would watch that movie it'd be awesome <laughs> i think about it all the time i want to do that yeah i want to huh. make that movie i want to exhume gunner hansen's body and like make him like kind of like one of those fucking Chuck E. cheese robots mm-hmm. and then put him in the movie where he oh. likes these things and dances. It's horrible. Yeah. According to John Larroquette from Night Court, Twilight Zone, the movie, his payment for doing the opening opening narration was marijuana joint. <laughs> okay, I didn't even know he did the fucking narration. No. He's like, yo, take a pull off this fucking fat doobie to McDoobsters. I did not know that was him. Yo, man, you want some of these goblin <laughs> testicles, bro? Pack that bong up, soldier. In a 2008 interview, he claimed to have never seen the movie. Who? Oh, he's a fucker. Who thought? Who's John Larroquette. Fuck this guy. Is that the guy that was like- From doing, Night Court. Is that the guy that did the Boku commercials? Uh, what's Boku? It was like that drink oh. from, the, from the 90s. I don't know what Boku. he did. Boku. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would you think he did People that? know. People hear it and they know. <laughs> if you know what Boku is, I'm giving you a fist bump right now. Boku. I mean- I'm pretty sure it means very much in French, but I don't know. Very much? No, yeah, it's it a, does. It's a drink, like though. You said, you said, like, merci beaucoup. You don't remember Thank Boku. you very much. You don't remember Boku? I do. I do kind of remember, but then I don't know what John Larroquette has to do with it. He fucking, no. he was on all the commercials for it. Commercials? <laughs> yeah. He's like, drink my Boku. And he would be like, Boku! <laughs> and it would just be part of that commercial. And it would be, the commercials were fucking prevalent. <laughs> uh, director Toby Hooper. About, Clay- if you were watching that show, Wings... Those com- Boku commercials were in, in Wings, set. Were you watching Wings with your mom? No. <laughs> on, the, on the USA Network? No, I was watching them with your mom. Fuck she you. was on my dick. That's disgusting. I know. That is disgusting. <laughs> and, then, and then I banged that you. That is a terrible and show. Then, and you're actually my daughter, Steph. So. <laughs> no. I'm older than you. You know how it works. <laughs> no, <laughs> please explain that to me. Ma- no, mansplain it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll spread open. But right now, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be, remember, I didn't take a shower yet, so you don't want me to spread no, too far. No, God, please don't. The taint. Director Toby Hooper detain, detain claims to have the got- head cheese on your head cheese. Oh. Yeah, there's head cheese. <laughs> Steph, my brother makes it real good. You like it? <laughs> Which okay. brother though? My my I'm me. Me. I'm the brother me. of myself. Um, I'm my brother. Steph, you can go fuck your mom. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, are you done now? That's great. Are, are you quite? Are you quite done Steph, now? Steph, don't have sex with mom. <laughs> Director Toby. I rescind, I rescind my offer. Director Toby Hooper claims to have gotten the idea for the film while standing in the hardware section of a crowded store. While thinking of a way to get through the crowd, he spotted the chainsaws. And he, actually, he, what he's not saying is he went to the hardware store to go get some fucking stuff to make. 
when they were about to get ready to like do like the pre post production for E.T. And who was next to him, Steph? The Berg. Steve was next to him. And Steve's <laughs> like, hey, hoops. Look at that fucking thing on the wall. Wait. Wouldn't it be crazy if there was this guy called Head Cheese Leatherface and he killed <laughs> wait, people with so then, it? So wait, did, 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 he, did he then go back in time? Because E.T. came out way after A lot long production I mean, on that movie, stuff. You don't know the deets. Oh. And I don't want to mansplain it to you right now. No, but please. there was a long pre-production oh, phase on that. Okay. Pre-production. Pre-production. Go go go. I feel like Jesse's having another Transformers <laughs> yeah, moment. We're going like a decade of pre-production on that. Because, oh, okay. I mean, if, did you see what E.T. looks like? Terrifying. Well, well, guess what? That's, Terrifying. That sculpt job on no. fucking E to the T. The best. It, I mean, the worst. Because why? Reese's Pieces. Because to me, what? Why does ET have such big eyes? Because he's an alien. No, he's he's like a lemur or one of those <laughs> nocturnal creatures that fucking hunts in the night. Yeah, like what, a bush baby. And what is? Yeah, he's a bush baby. <laughs> but what kind of bush is he hunting? Four-year-old bush. Oh, stop it. Because nah, stop we, it. we already ah, talked about right, this. Because 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 he's got. He's stalking Elliot. Hard at it. He's, he's Mar- stalking Elliot. Mar- Marilyn Burns. And they give him, and he gives Marilyn, him Reese's piece. Marilyn. Marilyn Burns, whose character was chased by Leatherface. He's going to give you Reese's through piece. Through the undergrowth. For a piece, for a piece <laughs> of that. For a piece of that. Actually got her. When I, when I cup the mic, oh I guess it goes over your voice. It makes it Steph, louder. be the host. She actually cut herself on the branches quite badly. That's why I thought there were thorn bushes. Is this where her like. hair got stuck? Oh. So a lot of the blood on her body and clothes is real. So back in the day, me and my brothers used to go play freedom at in the woods by Barry mental, mental oh. hospital right uh-huh. mm-hmm. but there was active security that would patrol right so every once in a while we would come around a corner we would go outside the buildings and we would see fatty mcgee patrol security <laughs> coming after us and one time my brother panicked and instead of running into the building like we always did so we no. go we could go back down to the tunnels because they wouldn't chase you he ran oh. it was a little showstopper he ran he no kept, showstopper. and i saw my brother sean no. run like full speed ahead through a thorn bush. Oh god! <laughs> and me and my brother Danny were panicking, and we went. We were like, "Oh my god, Chuck got arrested! Chuck got arrested! Oh my god, he had to have gotten he had to have gotten caught. He, there's no, no way he made it out." We go home. Sean didn't get caught. Comes walking up, just fucking covered in head head to toe in thorns, like a bloody oh, mess. Because no. he said, I, "I ran full speed through a thorn bush, no. like it legit happened." Oh, poor guy. And, he, and that henceforth we called him the showstopper. <laughs> That's a shame. A still photo taken during filming of the entire Sawyer family posing outs- posing outside the house as a gag was found and stolen from the set by a visiting German reporter oh. who took it back to West Germany with him and the image of the family eventually became the advertising poster for the first release of the movie in West Germany. God damn, that's fucking... Wow. That's a deep cut. It is a deep cut. So deep, I want to say it's fake. But I've seen the picture. Yeah. Toby Hooper allowed Gunnar Hansen to develop Leatherface as he saw fit because under under his supervision. Oh, she's putting the hand up to me. Well, good. What were you gonna say? Hand to Jesus. <laughs> no, because like because when you see that picture, yeah. it has the name of the of the movie, but in German, and it's called like Blut Nationale, something oh. like that. I mean that close. It was close. So it was like a, it was like a Spanish like German rendition. <laughs> there was like some French in there too. Mm. And I, we I sold another that. T-shirt. Nice. Schnitzels. Hansen decided that Leatherface was <laughs> mentally handicapped. Melissa's here, everybody. Melissa. Melissa is like, I ate six Milky Ways and now I'm about to be part of this podcast. Melissa's <laughs> <No>. like, <laughs> I'm just gonna supervise. I'm just gonna supervise. I'm here tonight. I saw Melissa. For the children <laughs> to protect them from Jesse. That 
is what I'm here for tonight. I saw Melissa drooling like a chicken popper. <laughs> no, I didn't need it. <laughs> I just looked. I'm going to throw a fucking one at your head. <laughs> Twat face. <laughs> it's your favorite. Beth, keep it going. I'm going to keep going. Keep it going. I got to listen to this bitch. Hanson decided that Leatherface was mentally handicapped and never learned to talk properly. So he went to a school for the mentally handicapped and watched how they moved and listened to them talk and grooved. to get a feel for the character. <laughs> I watched him move. I watched him groove. And I was like, listen, I like what you retarded people are up to right oh now. My. He calls them retarded in the he fucking does. documentary. He's like, I watched these retards. No, he didn't say retards. And they were doing all kinds of stuff like playing with their boogies <laughs> and playing with their nipples. <laughs> He's saying that. And playing with their boogie nipples. And I was like, why are you rubbing your boogies on your nipple? But they're retarded. They like to do like just rambunctious things. <laughs> nah. He also tried his best to make his portrayal as non-offensive as he could. <laughs> Many fans, including those who are nah. mentally handicapped, say he succeeded. He tried it to be like just non-offensive. That's why he was like this. Every time he's on screen, that's what he's doing. It's offensive. I, don't, I, I will not stand up for it. <sighs> not on this podcast. <laughs> and that's why we record sitting down. But <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Melissa. Oh my God, Melissa. <laughs> that joke just went totally over my head. <laughs> it was good for you. Uh, the gas station the kids stop at was uh, bought from the family of the original owners and has been renovated and turned into a Texas Chainsaw Massacre horror campground. When are we going there? When is the road trip happening? The owner is Roy Rose. The gas station sells horror merch, cooks barbecue daily, and lets visitors rent overnight cabins. Does he? Does you he, can learn more at TexasGasStation.com. Does he like? Do a complimentary, like, I'm going to put a potato sack over your head and beat you with, like, a fucking a broom handle. Yeah. And then laugh hysterically. Because I'm going to get into oh, it. No, no. <laughs> don't, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's like, I don't know something about this. It's erotic. Mm. I don't know. Just like, oh, Alex and I did it on our honeymoon. I don't understand what's so special about it. Sometimes you just got a gunny sack a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's also where she learned the grouper technique. That, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. I've known that for the, years. Melissa, when, when she goes to the masseuse, she's like, why are you rubbing? me like that there's no potato sack over my head there's no broken broom <laughs> beating my head that's why i like it don't you know yeah. get your finger out of my ass this is inappropriate some urban legends say that the real texas chainsaw massacre took, took place near poth poth a small a small town about 36 miles southeast of san antonio this is false the film is fictional and based loosely on the life of wisconsin serial killer ed gein well thank god and there's also yeah. a thing in the shocking truth where like Toby Hooper's like, my parents would tell me stories about Ed Gein all the time to get me scared before bedtime, and they tell me, yeah, hey, he's like, he's killing people, and he's and he's making furniture. He, he's making curtains out of their fucking pussy meat, and all this, <laughs> and it was crazy. But they would tell me that before bed. Mm, yeah, he said it. I think he was he was troubled. He was a troubled child. I mean, that's why he could never get his directing game on on like a hundred percent because he just was traumatized. I hear like the. <laughs> In the background, yeah. it's, it's, Duncan. it's Duncan. I think he finally figured it out, though, for this movie. Yeah. Oh, this movie is his first movie. <laughs> He's like, okay, I did that weird psychedelic movie, Eggshells, and I'm on point for one movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'm Dez. Due to the low budget, combustion. Gunnar Hansen had only one shirt to wear as Leatherface. Oh, the shirt had been dyed, so Jeez it could Louise. not be washed. Hansen had to wear it for four straight weeks of filming in the hot and humid Texas summer. You know they were just spraying him down with bleach anytime they got mm. to just kill that bacteria that was just so because brewing yeah. on that big gen- on that big gentleman. By the end of the shoot, no one wanted to stand near Hansen or sit next to him during 
breaks to eat lunch because his clothing smelled so bad. I don't want to stand next to you on my break eating lunch because you fucking smell like fucking- Smell like ball cheese. You smell like head cheese. Plus, he was probably eating friggin' uh, marinara sauce and cheesesteaks. Oh my god, Onion sandwiches. Yeah, while waiting to get his (laughs) autograph three feet from me. think of what the fuck he was even wearing that they couldn't afford to give him a shirt. I remember he was eating like chicken fingers and he was dipping them in like ketchup. And he looked at me as he slurped the ketchup off the chicken tenderloin. Oh, did you like it? He, he was trying to intimidate me, but I wasn't scared. Well, um, the actress who plays Sally, she also talked about how she wore the same clothes over and over, and by the end, it was like stiff. The clothing was all stiff. Yeah, when much, she would much put it like on. much like the sixty facelifts she had. Her face is fucking stiff. Her face looks like fucking. I thought she looked fine. Yeah, no, she didn't. Since the film's original release, the location used as the Sawyer family house has changed completely. It's now an open field with no indication there had ever been a house there. That's a field that's waiting for me to streak through it. The house itself has been relocated and fully restored. It is now operated as the Junction House Restaurant on the grounds of the Antlers Hotel Complex at 1010 King Street in Kingsland, Texas. That's, almost, that's, a, that's the kind of shit they do out in the Sedex. They move houses. Yeah. In Philadelphia... Dip, 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 Philadelphia. Dip, 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 we just fucking demolish shit. We do. We fucking, we watch stuff burn, and then we build a half a million dollar house in its place. Yeah. And we say, buy this, and then people are like, I'll buy it. True that. Because it's, it's the bedell. An ugly gray, boxy fucking condo that has no place. Yeah. Yep. Cold, Blade runner Looks like Ryan Gosling's face <laughs> that you want to live in. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, less. I want to live in his face. <laughs> Stuff's like, let me just fucking bush smash you. That's what she does. <laughs> The company works seven days a week, 16 hours a day in the summertime in one of Texas's notoriously brutal heat waves. Where are the daytime? That's a five word, (laughs) five letter word. Brutal heat waves where the daytime temperature was over 100 degrees and later hovered at about 80 at night. Filming took 32 days. So you're they talk about this in the documentary. And if you watch this movie, it's basically Gunnar Hansen running a lot. Yeah. Mm. Like just jiggling, shimmying. Jiggling. Yeah. Picking up bitches. Getting around at a fucking elevated rate. Elevated. So. The film's original. I can only imagine. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine all these people. Imagine. Imagine Connor Hanson's undies. (laughs) With a slab of cheddar cheese in the groin. That's not cheese. That's his fucking accumulations. (laughs) Accumulations from the sweats. The film's original distributor was Bryanston Distri- Distribution Company. Which, I'm going to give you an offer you can't refuse. Which turned out to be a mafia front operated by Louis Periano. He is Periano. I'm going to give you my offer. My offer is we get 99%, you get 1%, you divide your 1% into 100%, you divide that and you give it to the people that are in your movie, and that's the percent they well, get. His nickname was Butchie. Butchie. You know what that means? I crush your face with my dick. <laughs> Is that what that means? Yes. Um, who used the movie to launder profits he made from Deep Throat in 1972. Exactly. Oh. In return, the production received only enough money to reimburse the investors and pay the cast and crew $405 a piece. It fucking sucks because it's crazy because like, you know, in um, The Shocking Truth, they go to all the, the actors and they're like, yeah, we have like a... Six percent. Like, it was a point system. They would get points, right, for how long they were on the but production. They're like, but they're like, they're like, this movie was made for nothing. It made thirty nine. So we we're thinking we're getting this big payday. But then it no. turns out we got a point from a fraction of a hundred percent. 
from a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. So he's like, hey, at the end of the day, I made $300. Yeah, because um, Gunner, uh, Gunner Hanson, I feel so bad for him. He's to- like, Toby Hooper and the guy is it Kim Heckle? Yeah, Kim Heckle, Hank the guy Hankel. who wrote Heckle, who wrote the uh, screenplay. They bought. They made a, a production company called Vortex, and Vortex turns out only owned forty percent of the film because they were they were selling chunks of it off over time because right, the production ran money. ran yeah. so long. Yeah, and. The actors and everybody on the crew was getting paid off the percentage of what Vortex owned, which wasn't a majority of of the film. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they were getting a small percent of a percent. It's crazy. Fu- yeah, it's crazy. And then even in like, if you watch the Shock- Shocking Truth documentary, um, Gunnar Hansen goes on to say like why he wasn't in the sequel, and it's basically like they approached him, Canon approached him, and they're like, okay, this is what you're gonna get. Like basically what like an average actor gets plus ten percent, plus ten percent, right? and they're like. He's like, I'm going to refuse that offer. You can give me another offer when you think what I'm worth. So then they went back to him. And they're like, okay, it was the same offer minus the 10%. Because he didn't have an agent. The 10% was for the agent. <laughs> so, he crazy. Pa- so he passed on yeah. it. He didn't do it. Uh, let's see. So the producers eventually discovered that Perano had led, uh, lied to them about the film's profits. Oh my God, dude. After he was arrested on obscenity charges when his role in Deep Throat was revealed, the cast and crew filed suit against him and were awarded $25,000 each. New Line Cinema, which obtained the rights to the film from the now bankrupt Bryanston, paid off the cast and crew as part of the purchase agreement. So when you watch like the documentary, it's based the the dude who did the special effects, Richard Burns, right? Which I call him Dick Burns because it's funny. Robert Robert Burns. Yeah, he okay. is. There's shots of him basically walking around the set 24 seven in nothing but his underwear, <laughs> messing around with like fucking half rotting like just dead animals because they use dead animals in this. Like, that's how he got all well, the skulls and yeah, shit. Yeah, he talked about how... It, like, and he, he's basically belittling the whole movie. He's like, yeah, they spent 24 hours... They spent 32 hours out of the day on set because they didn't have anything planned. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. he said where all the money went. The yeah. money went because every day of shooting, Toby Hooper and Kim Heichel would, would, would just, come out and just argue about what they were going to shoot yeah, that day. There was right. no, like, plan, no organization. No, and he's no like, shooting schedule. He's yeah. like, what do you expect when you sell a movie to the mafia, fucking idiots? But yeah, but like you mentioned, they use dead animals. He talks about how... Like they would go around to these farms where they would, they wouldn't like. There was like a time where they had to pay, they had to pay them like the local, whatever. The there's government animal, to come. There's animal disposal. Like now, like if you were to hit a deer on the side of the road, you like a police officer would call animal disposal and and a, somebody would come and actually pick up the deer carcass. Back then, it they used just, to do it for free. It was Richard Burns back then. The municip- municipality that you lived in would do it for free, and eventually they got to the point where they would charge you for whatever animal carcass you wanted to get off your property. Which, if you were a farmer back then. You had a large property, you would have a lot of animals die. Well, and he was yeah. also saying how they got well, like Well, they would just take it to the of, far end of the property and just let them leave it, let, yeah. to decompose. How they got like a bunch of dead dogs the same way. And they would just deliver dead dogs. And at the end, when they're burning, the, when they're burning shit, he's like, yeah, it was just fucking dead dogs burning. It was the worst. Yeah. Hmm. Disgusting. And also that, the scene with the armadillo. Remember, he said oh he, he picked God. up the armadillo and then he's like, I took it back and I learned how to taxidermy we'll, we'll it and then get, I taxidermy it. Relax. We'll get to okay. it. Okay. Are we going to get to I it? I want you to relax, so. Uh, the van the kids drive in the movie belonged to Ted Nicolau, who worked as a sound rec- recordist on the film, but you may know recordist? him... Recordist? <laughs> That's what it says. Is he playing a pan flute? But you may know him as the director of Terrorvision, <laughs> The Dungeon Master, Savage <laughs> Island, <laughs> and the Subspecies Trilogy. Oh, Steph, your favorite subspecies. Steph, did you see that in the movie theater, the first one? What, subspecies? Yeah. No. You told me you did. No, I don't know that movie. That was another girl. Um, 
The close-up of Leatherface cutting his leg on the chainsaw was the very last shot to be filmed. I love that scene. The actor was wearing a metal plate over his leg. Grover voiced. Which was then covered with a piece of meat and a blood bag. Mm, Meat. His scream was the actor's genuine scream of pain as the chain repeatedly hit the plate. The friction from this caused the plate to get very hot and it burned his leg. Oh, poor little gun. I like that. I like that. First of all, Gunnar Hansen has like six inches of fucking like just fat muscle. It's like a combination of fat and muscle in his leg. For muscle? So the for muscle, (laughs) it wasn't feeling nothing because it's all dead. Yeah. Because he definitely had full-blown diabetes by the time this movie was made. So he, so? he had neuropathy no. going on. There was no feeling from the fucking <laughs> from the tip of his fucking tiddly wink down to the tip of his heel. No feeling. It was dead. Mm. Dead. Just like fucking just like <laughs> just like fucking doodles. little doodles down there breathing through cottage cheese. This is what it's like to when breathe I, when your lungs are full of cottage cheese. I mean, he sleeps like that every night under the covers. And if I don't hear it, I'm like, oh my God, is he okay? <laughs> well, this is like he sleeps like that every day and he still manages to wake up alive. Yep. <laughs> For Pam's meat hook death scene, Terry McMinn was uh, actually held up by a nylon cord that went between her legs, which Ooh, were padded sexy. with maxi pads. Oh, Des- you don't say. Despite <laughs> the padding, it was still quite painful. She decided to use that pain to make her performance more believable. Yeah. Is that why she looks like she's wearing a diaper with those shorts on? Well, she said after she filmed that that she had to vigorously go into the bathroom and use witch hazel to prevent any kind of yeast from entering. I don't remember her saying that. She talked about that. I don't remember her saying that. She's like, the vague had to get burned that day. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the trips. Yeah. Wow. She's like, my vagina was called Rain of Fire because it was burning so bad on the oh set. Oh, my God. She never, said, she never said any of this. And the two pints of mm. witch hazel had to pour <laughs> on undiluted into the vikings yeah ready to get into this movie stuff let's get into it we hear the little uh intro synopsis thing um and then it's uh august 18th 1973 but seth her invalid brother invalid brother franklin oh yeah i why is he an invalid? i don't understand he's just in a, he's in a wheelchair and a man who can't <laughs> stand or have sex and he has zero sperm activity going on in his scrotal and region super annoying mm-hmm. he and is annoying. all the time yeah but he but he's got marble meats yeah and leatherface <laughs> made a big mistake when he just grinded up his jibbles i know he had a very uneventful because death. out of all the people i would have took franklin i would have just fed him acorns <laughs> fed him the acorns got that yeah. kobe beef marbleization going on uh-huh and then I would have made... Uh, uh, Webster's Dictionary defines an invalid as a person made weak or disabled by illness or injury. I know, but I just don't look... I don't know. I, don't know. I guess because I don't use that word. Yo. I think more of like the sister from Pet Cemetery when I think Oh, she invalid. was an invalid. And she, had the, she had the scoliosis. Mm. She I, had spinal meningitis. To me, I picture the person in the Metallica 1 video where yes. they have like... Where they're <laughs> basically human potatoes yeah. and they can't feed themselves or anything. <laughs> That was the Metallica one. Doesn't sound like that. In my mind, it does. Doesn't sound. So yeah, so it's that is a weak ass track. August eighteenth, nineteen seventy-three. We see like camera flashes. I really like this opening scene. Like this opening. Well, this is when you get a taste of like the soundtrack, right? Well, the weird, the weird noise. They got that camera. Like it's apparently it's like a camera or something like that. Yeah, it sounds like the flash, right? Right. Like I don't know what Toby Hoops was doing balls naked for a year <laughs> in his living room of his house with his children walking around i don't yeah. want to assume what he was doing but he was doing weird he was stuff definitely smoking it's an iconic cigar. sound he, he was, was smoking a cigar he had for sure he had king over they were doing rail upon rail upon rail and they were just hitting tambourines yeah i mean probably playing yes flute yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see, so you see like a camera flash and then you see like 
a, a like a decaying body, but it's like quick, quick flashes quick. of this. Yeah. They show, um, there's also like weird over there's like overlays right of like oh it looks like the sun and like sun flares coming up or something like that oh that's uh that's after this yeah yeah it's after this. Uh, of, like, yeah. well then you hear like as they're doing like the different you see like a hand a face like fingers like it's all it's all rotted and i'm picturing it like, i like it but i like the sound effects behind it so you'll hear that like that camera the flash build up uh and the fl- like the flash go off do you like you the sound hear, effects or do you just like the visual i like you the, no i like pretending. the sound effects because you also hear like what's like a chopping sound it's real juicy like a juicy flesh sound mm-hmm. but i like it what do you think it is if you had to picture toby hoops like at home the hoops doing it what is he doing i think he's just slapping some meat to me i don't know <laughs> he got he, he he boiled up a bunch of al dente pasta and he started Oh. chopping it with like a little was it like angel hair or linguines he, like start- he was whipping somebody with a noodle is yeah, that what you're saying exactly <laughs> okay exactly and then you hear right then like what you mentioned is that like the red overlay you hear like a news story in the background about grave robbers right yeah and there's this whole story what yeah, outbreak yeah. of cholera there the, is and then they talk, yeah. start talking about antonio banderas they do they talk about a suicide out, outbreak of cholera the, the, for, the, the, for the love of cholera yeah and <laughs> oh no. No. no and then there's like you hear about the two corpses that are attached to a monument in a cemetery and they do show that yeah like the two the slow the slow pan back it's really weird it the sculpture looks, it, it looks is. like a spirit halloween Does, <laughs> like i mean what today in today's realm we would associate with like a spirit Halloween like zombie. Yeah. Like just kind of weird. Proportions are strange. Like kind of weird and- sitting on there with like little the jeans. Loose, loose clothing. Yeah. 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 And his little feet. Like, I mean- I, like when I was a child, I would make better things with like leaves and just like corduroys. Your, your dad's old clothes? Yeah, like a corduroy. <laughs> like, I'd get some corduroys from my, from my pep pep. And you remember them? And I would get a flannel from my pep pep uh-huh. and I would make these like just things that looked way better than that. Yeah, like a scarecrow? Stuff it with newspaper? I used to shock them, shock them and all. <laughs> oh That's what God. I would do. Oh, well, we're, we're glad you did that. <laughs> <laughs> this, this entire episode. You did, you did a real good job there, Jesse. This entire episode is brought to you by Melissa and John exchanging confused glances every time Jesse says something. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Shock them and all stuff. So then um, it cuts to the, the dead opossum on the side of the road. Um, uh, right? Is that what's nice? There's something by the side of the road. It's an armadillo. armadillo. In anybody that has eyes realm, (laughs) (laughs) that is not a possum. Opossums don't have armor. I did talk about an armadillo earlier. Once in a while. I guess I missed that. So clearly I know. I'm going to cut you some black. Once in a while, I will confuse a horse for an armadillo, but never a Mm. possum for an armadillo. It's ludicrous. I mean, I skipped right to... Dude in wheelchair pistol. But I must say, in the trocking, in the shocking, trocking, trocking, shocking truth documentary, he says that when they pulled up to film this, there was a dead, dead horse. A dead horse, yeah. And they were going to film that. Nobody wanted to get close to it. No, but no one wanted to get close it was to it. Stinky. So then he had to make this elaborate he, ass armadillo that he he, God, the it. horse would have been so much better. Oh my yeah. God, wouldn't have yeah. been the fucking best. But they, he said he did. They they did use that for the background of something they filmed. Like so, the, yeah, they do rotting. the um. The, they start doing the credits with the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre title, and behind it is a close up of sun flares. I wonder why. Because well, to me it was like there's this whole like weird like astrology thing going on through the whole fucking right. movie where like the girls talking about yeah. astrology She's signs and, and okay. this and bullshit. Jupiter's like, honestly, ascending. it's either it's either that or it's just Toby Hooper's like going through like B real like B reels of just random shit. He's like, that's cool. You, <laughs> yo, you polarize that film, red fucking overlay. That's money right there, son. Mm-hmm. I'm giving him credit by saying it's fucking it's linked up to the astrology. I think you might be right though. But, I think you uh, might be right. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for that. 
yeah. stuff. You want again? I think in the seventies they were totally into astrology. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, right? Uh, all the right. Hippies. So I work in the medical field, as probably everybody knows at this point. That's an avid listener. I cannot fucking tell you how many times I hear asshole coworkers say, "Is it a full moon?" Like I'm so fucking tired of hearing that it's shit. A, it's just a superstitious or, thing. Yeah. Or what is the other thing? Is is what's your sign? Is fucking something in? Um, is Mercury in retrograde? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, that is so stupid. And I'm like, and, and literally every day they talk about it. Mercury's in retrograde. I'm like, for some reason, I'm just thinking like Mercury can't be in retrograde every fucking day because yeah. that's fucking ass nozzles. Like you're a nozzle yeah. that someone sticks in their ass so they could shit properly in the toilet. Well, the full moon thing is like a superstitious thing. That's it's not just in medicine. Yeah. It's like in the veterinary medicine they talk about it all the time. All the no. crazies come out of the full moon. Listen, deal with all the crazy well, it's people. Like, it's kind of like in the medical field too. You can't be like, oh man, we're having a really slow day. Or because you, right, you can't say quiet. You, you say can't that, say quiet. That's you're not allowed to say the word quiet. Because then everything. Every happens. fucking yeah. day I go into work, <laughs> I'm getting shit on by fucking atomic diarrhea. It doesn't yeah. matter if Mercury's in retrograde; I'm still getting shit on by atomic diarrhea. It doesn't yeah. matter. It makes no difference. It just could be double the amount of diarrhea. Diarrhea doesn't care about astrology. Double your pressure. It's true. It, you know what diarrhea cares about? How many gobblers you've eaten? Yeah. And that's going to determine the consistency <laughs> of the diarrhea and the quantity. The diarrhea. <laughs> And if it's got cranberries no. in it or oh not. Oh, my God. Okay, so Don't back, eat the gobbler. Back to Go this dead, dead Bobby. armadillo, oh, not a possum. Um, a, a dead armadillo on the side of the road, and then you see the van kind of pass by in the background. Um, and then and they, it, they start they take, pull over to the side of the road and what? They take Franklin out. Franklin yeah. gets out so he can take a piss in a, in a coffee can. He's got a wee. He's got a why, wee. That's why what you does did he back have then? to pee in the coffee can? I know, because I know. he's going to dribble it all over his legs. He's got to take. He's yeah. gonna, he, can't get, he can't get leverage up out of the seat yeah. at the same time, Melissa. I and guess then piss. The, and the stream wouldn't be powerful enough to go like whoop, and he, then it's just going to go all over him. Yeah. Franklin's got thunder thighs, and he's probably got only a little acorn buried in there somewhere that he's got to just aim the acorn hole as close as he can to the Folgers so he can make his own Folgers crystals. Yeah. And that actor right. and he's probably got- doesn't actually need to be in a wheelchair, no. right? Okay. No. He's gross, uh, though. He-, <laughs> he is actually gross. But then, so then he's like trying to do his business and a big truck passes by. <laughs> I don't understand how the truck rolls, going by rolls him rolls down, down, down the hill. hill. Listen, I, love surprised him. I love when he's rolling and he's like just, ah! he starts yeah. like flapping his head. He does. And then he forbugas out of the, yeah. the wheelchair and then rolls down the in hill. The, in the documentary, more. he's like, and if you watch this scene, if you slow this scene down and you see me rolling, mm-hmm. There's a paycheck in my pocket folded up because we actually shot this fucking footage last and I told them I wouldn't film it unless they cut me a check because yeah. I hadn't been paid up to that point. <laughs> and, th- and they cut me a check. That was basically doodles the other day. They, when cut, I, they I cut him took, a check? Oh, no, you told me. <laughs> I took Duncan out for a stroll in his doodle mobile and we hit a crack in the sidewalk and he went from Hogan, <laughs> as did I over his carriage and he was just like out on the ground like what the fuck bitch how did i get on this fucking ground put me back in my carriage and, and why is there a bottle of wine dumping on the ground too yeah <laughs> i was drinking and walking the doodles and it didn't turn out great have we discussed this before you walk doodles in a carriage yeah you're talking about this he's a stroller the doodle-mobile. i never yeah. heard of the doodle mobile before there's pictures of it on my Instagram. This is a level of basicness is just no, transcendent. Doodles is very arthritic. Melissa, he can't walk an entire big walk much and like then he you, feels sad. Much when like he's left you behind. do not look at our podcast Instagram. <laughs> There's no way in hell I'm looking at fucking Duncan McBeagle's Instagram. Well, you should, because Duncan <laughs> McBeagle's is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he still needs fresh air. Yeah. I mean, how many how many followers does Duncan McBeagle's have? I don't know, but that one time I picked I put the picture of his birthday on there he got like 
a thousand likes. I don't know. Yeah, that's all it takes. Oh my god, Duncan McBeaks, <laughs> thousand likes. Thousand likes. There was like Asian women like, oh my god. <laughs> Asian love. Uh, Asians just love animals because mm-hmm. I don't know, man. They they are delicious. How many can you cram into a picture? Kittens. Yeah. They love kittens and they always got kittens. Cats. They always dressing up their cats. They got and... cats doing shit like that makes me envious. Yeah. Because our cats don't do anything. Yeah, but they're also the ones making all those toy breed cats. I like, know, like yeah. kill like, me, please. Look meow. at my, look at my cat and he's in like a little <laughs> me, he's in a children's tank and he's driving it. And I'm like, how did they get a children's tank? Where'd and why they... is he wearing a little pair of pants? Where'd and a, ha- a top hat. Where did he get that pants? And why does he have a Hitler, <laughs> why does he have a Hitler mustache? <laughs> oh my god. I'm on board with all these things. <laughs> So, yeah, so then they get back on the road, and this is the first, I guess, little bit of the, the astrology thing, where the girl's reading everyone's horoscopes to them. I don't know, whatever. And I glazed over. Oh, my God, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, in, in the, so you got to imagine, when they're in this van, there's all these people in the van, and there's also a cameraman in the van. Yeah. How the fuck are they criminal? And, and, and also, no AC, because we're talking about 70s here, all right? So that shit's just fucking hot as balls. Franklin's in the backseat in his fucking wheelchair. Drenched in sweat, he's got his goddamn denim unbuttoned so you can see his fucking nipples and his fucking ground beef hair, dripping sweat. He's got like ramen noodle, like pube hair dripping down yeah. his face. It's gross. Everybody's gross. I think gross. everyone probably smelled really bad. Yeah. So that's what I imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, back in the 70s, they're all about free love and free just bodily and no fluids. Deodorant and no deodorant and no shaving And free yeah. bushes. Yeah. <laughs> Free bushes. Uh, and this is when they um they pull over at a cemetery, which I guess is the cemetery where the grave robbing had occurred. Right. Yeah. From the news story. Oh, it's a The stuff. granddaddy um, was dug up. And then yes. uh, you get a little brief oh, glimpse of deliverance God. here. Oh, man. That guy, the guy sitting on the on the tire who like, rolls Just back laughing. and is like, Wah! with his little bottle of booze. <laughs> that's the <laughs> place to drink, so. yes. Like, that's where it's lit as fuck at the cemetery. <laughs> you all go see that sheriff over there. He'd know about your grandpappy. I mean, I wasn't like 80 when I went to the cemetery. I was like 13 and 14 when I went to yeah. the cemetery and drank. And I, but I would walk around the cemetery just drinking. I thought it was the best. I mean, I did the same thing. I cut mm-hmm. myself because oh. I thought it was cool. I you- ran around graveyards at night playing hide and go seek. Yeah. I remember I carved my girlfriend, my first girlfriend's initials into my stomach. Did you? You stupid oh, asshole. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. <laughs> and I poured Indian ink in it. <laughs> we talked about it, but it didn't work out. I was a rough rider. <laughs> I'm not trying to brag or anything, but you better watch out. If you see me around on the streets. You know, when Sally goes off with this with these guys, whatever, I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Sally's not a good idea. Well, like she but why there's she, a lot of people. But like there, what what do you think their whole purpose was of this road trip? Was it to just go see their granddaddy's like fucking grave? Like why That's these, what they said. But then they also th- make this trip at the to the house that her father owns. I don't know. Why do they care about that? Why do they? I think only Franklin cared about seeing that house. Franklin seems pretty obsessed with it, yeah, but yeah. everybody else is like, whatever. they were trying yeah. to go someplace else. I don't know where, but... I think they right. were trying to go to the watering hole, too. It seems like it was like a road trip, but then they went there just for the fuck of it, but I don't was know. Was it a road trip? Because they don't drive that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, we caught them, like, we as a viewer caught them, like, mid-road trip to something better than, like, a piss shack. Right. Like, that their grandfather owned in, like, 1910. That by the time they go there, it's covered in vines and mold. Yeah. And spiders that I know, obviously not, I don't spiders know, that clear. make the sound daddy long layers that make the sound of frying bacon. Yeah, they sure do. Shh. I've never seen a nest of them like that. Is that how they live? Steph. Uh, <laughs> pray in to, your nightmares. Pray, pray to God you never see a I've nest. I've only of ever them. seen like one by himself. But if it. you're ever gonna see spiders, daddy long layers don't bother they're me. They're not spiders, they're pr- technically. They're pretty cool. Like they're just cool because they're like, why do you got legs that long? They got, oh, like, so they can't really bite you. No, and they have like a little tiny weird body. I've like, heard someone tell me before that daddy long ears have the most potent venom, right? But, but they can't bite you because their their teeth are so small. 
They, that was on Mythbusters, but I don't remember what they said. Did they bite someone and then he died? No. Uh, <laughs> no, not They at all. extracted the venom and that's how they made uh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa <laughs> <laughs> McCarthy should have been the fucking mom in this movie. So, so yeah, they, she should have birthed Leatherface. <laughs> oh, man. And then Leatherface, when he was born, was that size. And, he, and basically, when he was born, he spatchcocked her pussy. So, like, <laughs> he flayed her fucking turkey open it's a, it's a technique spatchcock it is yeah. it's when you cut the chicken and then you, you flatten you, it out you cut the chicken's breastbone with knives and then you flay it out open and then you cook it that way and it retains all the moisture i cooked the turkey like that once for thanksgiving but that's what happened to, but, 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 but imagine a <laughs> back pussy to the, back to the story yeah imagine <laughs> imagine muscle McCarthy's pussy being spatchcocked and little leatherface coming out yeah. I'd, I'd rather not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so you already did it. They leave. I, no. the 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 cemetery is a Inception. quick a quick pit stop because they just leave. Everything's fine. They didn't yeah. they didn't steal any from Granddaddy. And then I don't know. They from, go from by Seth. the slaughterhouse. Yeah, everyone's talking about. Oh, what's that smell? It's so gross. And then of course Franklin's like, Oh, that's the slaughterhouse. On this podcast, and I went there. But I will be goddamned if you're going to use the word Granddaddy. Granddaddy. It's Pep Pep. pep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then Franklin, like you could tell, he's just like he's just like a weirdo yeah. who clearly like doesn't have know how to interact socially and has no friends. And in the documentary, he's basically like, and every nobody would hang out with me when we weren't shooting. Everybody basically hated me, and that's the way it went the whole time. Yeah, he was proud of it though. He's like, because I didn't want to break character. I don't think I he was proud to- of it. I think he's like in hindsight, he's being proud of it because it, he yeah. feels. That was reality. <laughs> I was also Probably. the least amount laid on this on this yeah. movie set. He's like, my penis was so dry, even though it was in goddamn 110 yeah. degrees. So, so he proceeds to describe how the my cows, balls were sand. The cows were were used to be slaughtered, and then now how they slaughter them with yeah. the air gun and the bolt. He's like a sledgehammer. Yeah. He's like, he makes a lot of like wet like thum noises. Yes. And then all the girls, of course, are like, oh, yeah, we don't want to hear about that. We don't need the meat. Change the subject. Kind of like when Jessup talks about pedophilia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> change the subject. So, um, then moving on. So they so, see a hitchhiker. I'm they see a hitchhiker. Them. They see the hitchhiker on the road um, and they pick him up because that's what you do in 1974. And then they find and out he's like, he looks weird. Let's not. Poor decisions. Um, yeah, you do. Well, like, it's funny because they're like, oh, it's a hitchhiker. Should we pick him up? And he's like, yeah, man, it's hot. He's going to die out there. That it's was hot. my childhood. Yeah, but it's hot. That was your father picking yeah. up every <laughs> single time we're trying to go to vacation. My dad's like, let's fucking pick up that guy right now and put him between my two best sons <laughs> right next to him. And like, and then this fucking hitchhiker has his hand on my thigh. And my dad's like, that's right. You rub my son's thigh because it's there to be rubbed for you. Good, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. So th- this is when Franklin. Um, after the I don't hit- see your hand on my son's thigh. Why don't you put it there? <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, good sir. So the hitchhiker gets in, and then this is when Franklin says his line about, "I think, I think we just picked up Dracula." And see, like, so the hitchhiker. It's funny. I never saw. I never heard him say that line until like until I watched it this yeah. time. I've watched this movie a bazillion times. I've never once heard him say it, like because he mumbles it. Dracula. Yeah. It's the best. Does this guy have blood on his face, or does he have like a port wine birthmark? It's a port I, wine yeah, birthmark. It was a birthmark. Okay, it's but Gorba- he doesn't have Gorba- that in real life. In it. No, or, he doesn't. No, no. no, no. no. This this like actor only went on to really do like fucking like video game like yeah he did voiceover work and shit for a bunch of shit I don't know why he's not in this like it's weird like in the shocking truth I figured like he would be on it he's it, not he's yeah. not and, weird like, they have like mostly everybody else on there and we just sold another t shirt oh yes um <laughs> but they don't have him on it's just strange yeah yeah I don't know um yeah so he he gets on and then him and franklin are talking about the slaughterhouse because he's been to the slaughterhouse and and then and he, this is when he says um the sledge was better he's like super excited about it too mm-hmm. my friend my, my family's always been in meat 
Oh, he's so gross. Yeah. And he's talking Meat's about- good! <laughs> I'm going to be like, I would have known you because I want to talk First about First of meat. all, th- this is how it would have happened in my world. I would have drove past that guy and kept driving. But in the off chance that some stupid bitch, a.k.a. Steph, said, let's pick up this shorty worldwide. Which I wouldn't do. The second he started ranting and I saw the port wine stain on his face, immediately I'm kicking this guy the fuck out. Oh, you wouldn't wait until he picks. He, t- he takes the photographs of dead animals out of his little yeah. pouch? You wouldn't wait his until little, that moment? His little animal scrotes? <laughs> yeah. The animal scrotes he wears around his neck? <laughs> he's weird. He's like always squinting. He's got like these weird ma- mannerisms. Yeah, he's, he's a creep. He's, yeah. he's, he's just odd. He's off. And it's weird because like I like I like. Well, back then, people didn't know about the fear of AIDS. No. So like they just like, there's no consequences to anything. Yeah, like let's right. pick up this George Michael looking guy. He's going to butt fuck us and give us the, the hiv. I don't, they don't, they don't, they're not in fear of that. George Michael. Okay. <laughs> He's not George Michael. No, he said Hiv, so I just pictured okay. George Michael. Um, well, I said the AIDS. And then butt fucking. So yeah, so he passes these, <laughs> these photographs around. I mean, and like, then, I can't say they're going to eat monkey meat. And then they give him back the pictures. He puts them back in his little pouch. <laughs> safe for safekeeping. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about how his brother makes head cheese. Oh my God. Yeah. He makes, he makes it real the best, good. He makes the best head cheese. You, you like it, but because like freaking, because Franklin's like, they take the head and they boil it and they scrape off all the stuff and that's how they make it and everybody's like, ew, that's disgusting and Franklin's like, you'd like it if you didn't know what yeah. it was. Yeah. Like your fucking family, your sick fucking disgusting family stuff that eats fucking goddamn Scrapple. Scrapple's the best. Scrapple's Scrapple so- is head cheese. It's the same thing. It's disgusting. It's, it's Scrapple. It's also delicious. That's why they fry and cover it with ketchup. That's what, exactly. That yes. there, there's a reason you fry something crispy and douse it in ketchup because it's awful. Yeah. Okay? I mean, you don't douse it you in ketchup. The superior oh, meat, a dabble. bacon. You eat bacon, you eat nothing with bacon. Or, I mean, at least pork roll. You You, know not, sir. You know what I do with raw bacon? (laughs) At least pork roll should never be in the same (laughs) realm. Well, pork pork roll's delicious. And and Canadian bacon. I can slap Steph's ass with raw bacon and just fucking snort it up. That's how delicious bacon is. Bacon fat's so worse, man. It's 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 the worst because you can't get it off your fingers if you touch it. I know, and then you touch it. You're not not meant to. And then, Steph, where does it go after that? Where does it go? There he goes. <laughs> right, so then, the, um, he, and then, and then my mouth? Franklin oh, starts playing with, with the damn pocket knife, and then and he gives it to the fucking hitchhiker, who proceeds to slice his palm open. And, then, think, well, like, and he's like, "Oh wait, this is this is weird. I don't. No, think I shouldn't he, do that. I don't think he gives it to the. I think the he fucking, snatched it. I think yeah. like he he's definitely snatching. He snatched like, it. He, and I would have been like, yeah, why are you snatching? But why the fuck does Franklin walk around with a knife? Is he like a goth kid? He is. Oh, he's a totally a goth kid. Like he would be, he's obsessed with death like, and obsessed with like... Exactly. What? Like if this was like the 80s, Homeskillet would be listening to Bauhaus and like Joy Division. And he would be wearing a lot and, of black mascara. And he would just be crying tears of crimson. <laughs> and he would be like, Bella Lugosi's dead. And we know he's dead. You said that all the time. <laughs> but did you know he's dead? <laughs> Fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, and then so he cuts and his- I just picked up a Bella Lugosi, but he's dead. <laughs> oh shit, he's like Bernie, but he's dead. Weekend at Bella Lugosi. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, he slices his palm open and laughs hysterically. But then there's like a, a little bit for me where I was like, "Is he crying?" Because he's laughing, but then he kind of has the pain look on his Steph, face, like he's crying. But maybe not. That's like no. me when I'm coming. Oh, yeah, I cry, oh, cry? <laughs> but like I'm laughing at the same time because it's like ecstasy. Oh, okay. ecstasy does that to you. Does it? Much like when the girl's crying in slugs, when the guy's bashing her vagina oh, in so she, hard, but, yeah, and she's like, Shh, "I'm crying." Because it's pure ecstasy. Yeah. That's I'm going to get that. That's what cutting yourself's like. I, uh, I guess so. And then he takes the Franklin's picture. Yes. And wants money for it. 
Well, yeah. It's oh, my good, God. You, you pay, you you pay, pay me, me now. now. It's you a good now. picture. You pay me now. <laughs> and if you actually see the picture, it's like the blurriest shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Franklin's like, oh, it didn't turn out so good. And he's like, here, take it back. Well, and then he like sets it on fire. And, he's yeah. and then he does the weird hands when yeah. it's burning. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot So of everybody's it. freaking out. And during the confusion is when he cuts Franklin in the arm. Oh, he's yeah. yeah. He pulls, the straight yeah, razor. He pulls out like a straight razor and cuts Franklin's arm. And they kind of like just pull over and kick him out. And he and he blows. He gets out and then he smears blood from his hand. And all he starts over. blowing raspberries. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, he's one of the creepiest parts of this movie. He's he like, is pretty creepy, right? And then later, Franklin thinks that he was like marking the yeah, man. He's like, what does that mean? What does that symbol mean? Well, from this point on, Franklin becomes obsessed with that. Yes. He's like, he's he like, uh, he stared at it for like two hours. And with the guy, he's like, does he think he's following us? Like, he's going to follow us. That's why I think, like deep down inside, he's like, he's a goth kid. He's, oh, he's I, thinking about it. He is. Like he was probably him. like if, if he was born in a different time, he would have a podcast about serial killers <laughs> yeah. called the last podcast on the left. <laughs> and his name would be Henry Zabrowski. Yeah. Uh yeah, so then it's the next scene is they're driving. They're driving, uh Franklin's arm is bandaged up. It's like nothing ever happened almost, mm-hmm. right? They're just like back to the astrology. Well, yeah. I mean, well, Franklin's still obsessing over it. He's yeah. like he's like playing with his pocket knife and like he's looking at the what, blood on what it. Do you think of, what do you think it would take a man to do that to himself? Like look at all yeah. the pressure it would take. <laughs> I mean, but God, and he's like, is that think. blood on it? Is yeah, that his blood? fucking I think blood? It's blood? I think it's his trap blood. Take a look at this. <laughs> Like you Shit, just saw Frank, him cut him crazy as he is. <laughs> and then they end up at the gas station. Right. The the slash barbecue. With place. no gas. Right. No gas. And then wait, the, this part I love because there's a guy that comes out and washes the window. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then what, every time that something happens, he walks away, but then he comes back and washes the window. <laughs> that and guy and comes back and washes the window. <laughs> that guy reminds me of Louis C.K. Yes. Every time I see him, and I'm like, but like who is he? Like you he, never see him again. He's not part of the family because he's, he's never, not. He's not. No. Remember, like is he just like, a neighbor? Like yeah, it's he's just, we- he it's just weird. He just works there. Local. and wash, wash windows. I don't know, but you think he'd be part of the family because like when they show him, he looks off too. Yes, like he he's like washing the windows and like staring off into the I distance. I mean, it's Texas. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the people at the cemetery looked fucking. Oh, off. everyone. Melissa said that's racist. <laughs> Texas. Yeah. We love our Texas listeners. God bless them. We do. God bless your firearms. God bless Jesus. As they would say in Texas, Melissa, bless your heart. Mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> Bless your heart. Good lord. Dear lord. That's right. No. Dear lord. Ooh, shut down. <laughs> she shut you down. Right. So there's no. She's guess. hating right now. The, the hate. What, what happens next? They, the girls are using the bathroom. Hate, hate happens next. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then the the one guy's like, "I'm gonna grab some barbecue." Well, mm, mm, I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm at this gas station. Me in particular. The last thing I'm gonna do is eat some fucking okay, barbecue. Okay. Okay. Is say it right people? <laughs> I mentioned exactly. I mentioned him before, but my buddy Cliff, okay, my tapehead buddy Cliff, Clifford, he like has a job where he drives around all the time. He sends me the most disgusting breakfast sandwiches he gets at rando gas stations. That looks like if you ingest that, alien babies will possibly <laughs> come out of your fucking dick hole. Like yeah. like something bad's gonna happen. He's like, look at this breakfast sandwich. I'm like, you're eating that. It's an interesting choice. Like, I have the <laughs> I have that feeling anytime I go to like a turnpike rest stop, and even if it's some place that's like Burger King. I'm like, this has got to be like cardboard on top of cardboard. Just oh, because yeah. it's like I the- only go to Starbucks at rest stops. Well, a long, <laughs> a long time ago, me and Steph took a road trip out to Michigan, and we were just driving through the wasteland that is Illinois. Well, we drove through Gary, Indiana, and, which we've discussed before. Indiana, yes. Yeah. But we were just driving, and dri- we dr- it was like a 15-hour drive, so like we were starving, and I'm like, we're going to stop at the next place that looks like normal. So we pulled inside of an Applebee's, because I was like, that's that's kind of like as normal as we're going to get around here. No. And we walked in, 
but it was like an Applebee's that was like decked out in like NASCAR NASCAR from and it was packed. So there was like 50 people like in the booth waiting to be seated. And me and Steph went in there. I swear to fucking God, nobody had teeth. <laughs> when we walked in there, it was like all women that had like just they were just gumming it. And they were all staring at us like we were the weirdos. But they were definitely the weirdos. We left. I, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So like I walked back to use the bathroom. And as I was walking in the bathroom, I could see the kitchen. And I saw all the people that worked in the kitchen. And I was like, uh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I took a piss. And I walked back to stuff. I was like, we're, we're leaving right now. There's no fucking way we're eating in this establishment. And we left. And we left. And, and we, like, we found a Panera like an hour later. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, it like, was terrifying. There was terrifying. Like, there, there was terrifying. like legless gimps back there making like chicken tenders. Who dares enter the Applebee's <laughs> in Illinois? <laughs> is, it, is it you, sir? You, madam? <laughs> it was we, we were so Who among hungry. you will brave the challenges <laughs> of the Applebee's? Whose bowels will... Are you doing the fun house? I am. Ah, oh, Melissa! Melissa's here! Dip, 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 Melissa, Melissa, dip, dip, dip. Twat face. So, so, and also, while they're at the gas station, they uh, they ask the the gas station owner, attendant, whatever, about, First of about all, finding that house. This guy is but fucking creepy, right? He is. Like, he... Everybody knows a family grown up. At least I do, because I know, like, 16. <laughs> Wait, a family grown up? Uh, no, a family growing up. Oh, like, okay. Like, the, like, 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 Everyone <laughs> knows a family grown Let's up. Let's get together, and everybody knows the families on the uh, sitcoms on the television. <laughs> and we all know a black family, a white family, a growing pains family, a step-by-step family. No, that's not where I'm going. Okay. But anyway, everybody knows a weird step family. Step, day by day. Yeah. That grew up on their block that's like fucking weird right yes do you stuff yes you i know you do the people that live across the street well, i hear about them all the time what the hell is the guy's name george crazy george crazy george so yeah there was a family on my block where I was which was the dockerties and they were pretty much like texas chancellor massacre <laughs> family like i never remember my mom would never ever let me sleep over their house and then one time she's finally like i guess she felt bad for the kids so she's like i'll let you sleep over their house so i slept over and I never slept over there again because it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember in the middle of the night, for no discernible reason, the kid's dad took him, drug him by his fucking hair out of the room, and beat the living shit out of him in the hallway. Oh God, and that's horrible. The kid crawled back into the room, and he's like, and I was like, I was like so confused. I had no idea what the fuck's going on. He's like, don't say anything, don't make any noises, just be quiet. And I was never more terrified. Was it in my an life. alcoholic? I, I, I mean, I'm assuming so. I don't remember, God, but like, horrible. yeah, yeah. Fuck. And I remember my 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 other good friend uh, Jesse Michael growing up. His dad came home from the bar, and he told me we have to hide under the beds. That's horrible. So we hid under the beds, and I had no idea why we're at. Because like you, you like grow up in a normal family, you don't think about this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I'm like I don't understand why we're hiding under the beds, and I do, really don't understand why my fucking friend is terrified that his dad's home. But clearly, I mean, his dad was an alcoholic and he was afraid his dad was going to come upstairs and beat the shit out of him in front of me. So we hid under the beds. His dad opened up the door because I remember we were playing fucking Atari. We were playing like Pitfall because like he was like ghetto as shit and he didn't have like Super Nintendo or anything. So I'm like, I'm like sitting there trying to pretend Pitfall is a good game. Meanwhile, I'm playing fucking Pitfall is a good game. I'm playing Super Mario World and Mario can fly. I'm like, this shit's fucking weak (laughs) as fuck. But wait, who can fly? Super Mario. Mario can fly? Super Mario. Like, I thought you said Wario for a second. I'm like, yeah. I'm I mean, I'm probably blurring the line between words, but yeah. you know, this is my, this <laughs> there is, are some blurred lines. This is, yeah. These are my words. Don't, don't, um, don't Melissa. Don't. I know it's your favorite. Uh, don't, don't. Don't, don't, don't. 
Uh, you, you, you know <laughs> you want it. Oh God, don't! This is the most lethargic version of anything. I'm so tired. Anyway, okay. Hiding, we, hiding from drunken adults—it's yeah. scary. It, it is terrifying. Well. Yeah, it's terrifying. So yeah, I was gonna say, is there a mo- is there like a moral to this story? Because it's like pretty don't, sober. Don't, don't be your fucking kids. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to just terrify people because <laughs> this guy like reminds you of someone that would go home and just beat his kids. Yeah, yeah. He's weird. He's like a very creepy Mister Rogers. Or he would sell you really good chili. Uh, probably not like like part two and what does part two remind you of Steph Texas Chainsaw Massacre when we did some fucking edibles oh let's not talk about that we've already discussed that on the show and we had some amazing sex (laughs) we did but then we fucking freaked out (laughs) and we thought we were gonna die if you eat a whole edible (laughs) eat a whole edible and put your penis in a vagina was this the lollipop it feels like it feels like you're putting your penis in a vagina that never ends like a (laughs) vagina that's just so deep and endless And you can never get to the bottom of it. It's De- like deepest truest. <laughs> it's like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie was pop? Her, was her vagina like a shark's fin? <laughs> <laughs> I, put my, I put my penis in there, and my penis saw LL Cool J inside of her vagina. <laughs> what? And LL Cool J was licking my dickhead when he was licking his lips in her pussy. Oh my god! I know. Where, what? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Listen, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Why is LL Cool J there? <laughs> he was in there. I don't understand. I felt something wet. I felt something wet licking me inside of her vagina. That's why I assumed it was LL Cool J. Why? <laughs> oh. I don't know how this hasn't been flying along. <laughs> it's so magical in there. It was fucking, it was like Harry Potter in that pussy. <laughs> It's Hogwarts in that vagina oh, that night, but never again. Okay, so they get their fucking barbecue, and then it's they like, I gotta put my dick in the sorting hat. <laughs> and by sorting hat, I mean your vagina. It's like, oh, yeah, Snape's in there. <laughs> Severus. <laughs> I just keep thinking about that dude that doesn't have the nose. What's his name? Voldemort. Voldemort? Yeah. Oh, whoa. He who should not be named? That's your butthole. Do you have a vagina uh, elf? Okay. Do you have a vagina elf? He came out. A vagina troll. <laughs> Okay, ready? Yes. Okay. So no, they, they're ready. They get the they take the barbecue and then they leave to go find the house. Um, that shot of Franklin eating that barbecue—it looks like he's eating like a barbecued toe. It's like a weird sausage, it's like a bratwurst or something. That's yeah, weird, dude. I don't know. Like, if you're gonna be making people, like, do something more interesting with it. Like, Gordon Ramsay would have some advice for these people. Yeah. Oh, you're on in the mic. Okay, that's a so, shame. Yeah. So they so they <laughs> they get to the house. Edit. That's an edit. They get, they that's get, a shame. They get to the house. <laughs> Your mom's an edit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your mom's a shame. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they get to this house, which is completely like run down. Been an abortion. <sighs> Me? No. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't say that. We're divorced. <laughs> I have the okay. pa- I have the papers right here. Hold on. <laughs> and it's a hard edit. And let's reinvigorate it. Okay. And it's a fresh start. So they get to this house, um, which is like all run down overgrown with plants yeah you're supposed to believe that these like kids were there when they were younger but yeah. this house has been like run down for fucking and, ever yeah <laughs> like, like this was my room when i was yeah. when i was little she remembers and the it, wallpaper it's like a fucking like dipping kenzo in the corner <laughs> and there's like fucking piss all over the and walls and then there's a hair spider nest yeah but it's like daddy Longers. they're the most unscary spider no yeah. of but all. that sound they made was pretty scary mm. <laughs> and franklin's just getting pissed because he's stuck well, out they left i think it was just i think that was just toby hooper like in the microphone doing this spider 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 um, yeah, well, he gets mad because they, they he can they can he, he can hear yeah. them upstairs having like a, a, the best. And he time. goes in there and just starts making fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
gonna be a great time and i feel like none of them wanted him to come no. at all no. and that was not a conversation that ever if happened i have any more fun i'm just not gonna know what to do maybe i'll walk <laughs> you need um, to hover around because in the did. hover around infomercials they were like on the edge of the grand canyon yeah yeah, he wouldn't. He would yeah. not have struggled at all. Franklin needed the accessibility of the hover round. I, I don't think it and existed then, um, in '74, so, so, though. Sir Kirk comes downstairs and he asks Franklin about like a watering hole where it used to be, and then Franklin kind of tells him and Pam that the watering holes between that there's a trail between the two sheds back there. I think yeah. you might find it that way. And then they leave, and then he sees that weird pile of bones and feathers. I don't oh know yeah, what the hell just that's like sitting on the porch. Yeah, and the weird like it's a nest. little like dream catcher yeah, that's made like just like. Like KFC chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, that's kind of weird, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Um, yeah, so they get to the swimming hole, which has dried up, right? Yes, has just the dirt and bank. And Kirk kind of hears like, a, he hears something and he looks off in the distance and he sees like a farm out there yeah. and he's like, oh, I hear it. There's a generator. So maybe we could just go ask these people for some gas. Right. Um, I'll leave my guitar there with them and they can give us some gas and we'll come back and give us some money for the gas and I'm gonna get my guitar. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I guess so. And so they start walking towards the fucking house, whatever. This part's cool. I really like, I like, up until this point we didn't talk about it, but I really like all the shots in this movie so far. Um, it feels like kind of like an, it does feel like an art student that's kind of trying to make like this, like more like elaborate scenes. Cause you, they have all like the desolation with like the slaughterhouse and it just shows the cows yeah. and then there's like a lot of open vistas. They kind of show the blacktop with the heat coming off of it. There's a really cool shots of like just the openness of like it's I don't know. It's just really cool because you don't really get a lot of character development this, but you do really get like a sense of where they're at. Like yeah. it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I like this part where they're when they're making their way to the to the barn because you it looks normal. Like the the barn looks normal, and they yeah, I mean, they walk through. Like, there's no reason to think the, that this. Yeah. Place I mean, there is, is be... because they get to that part. Like, Kirk goes over and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" Because right by the generator, he the sees, camo netting. He sees all the camo netting, yeah. which I think is really cool because you gotta remember it's like 1974. So there hasn't been like a lot of there hasn't been a lot of movies like this up until this point. Like there was Deliverance, like in '72, which kind of dealt with like the whole rednecky vibe, kind of. But like this is before the trope was made, where it's kind of like you know, which also was like reinstated with like friday the 13th where like you go out in the woods you get killed where yeah. this is like this is kind of like taking what um last house on the left is where it's like they took like the city people and they're the city people are fucking doing crazy shit to the wall this is like the complete opposite it's like they took last house on the left and flipped it on its head it's like no we're gonna take you out in the middle of nowhere and this is where the fucking enemy's gonna be yeah and they and so he sees all these like cars and shit like that and this whole scene like all the whole movie overall but like that in particular with the whole cars and going out and this has been done over and over yeah. and over and over and over again to this day it's like this is like the main component of like horror movies where like oh they've been doing this for a long time but when i first saw right. this movie when i was younger you don't, you don't get that it yeah. was fucking awesome yeah. like i was just like uh, when i watch this movie and probably going into something i should say later but like when i first watched this movie this was like one of my first movies that i watched like after i had seen like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and those movies always felt like kind of just like movies you know where yeah. this movie felt like oh shit like there could be people like that out in the world yeah so he sees like the um he sees the camouflage the camo netting and he's like oh that's kind of weird but whatever rednecks hashtag rednecks mm -hmm. so then they keep walking more towards the house and um they keep getting cool shots of like the wind dial uh the silhouette of the wind dial of the house which mm -hmm. is really awesome kind of spinning and reflecting yeah. So then they get they go up to the house and knock on the door. 
and no one answers, mm-hmm. right? And then this is when he finds the tooth. The tooth kind of this. This scene yeah. reminds me of the Burbs. Yeah. When they're standing on the door of the Burbs and like he finds the tooth. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's like it was like supposed to be a callback to this or mm-hmm. not, but that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, and he like gives her the tooth as like a little prank. Pam freaks out. Yeah. She goes over to the swing set. Well, why wouldn't you think that's fucking strange? Like that right. there's a human tooth. Like yeah. I would be like, uh, yeah, no, fuck this place. Like immediately, I'd be like, fuck this place. Yeah, but he goes inside instead. Right. He knocks the door opens and he's like, okay, I'm gonna go and investigate. Don't ever do that. Yeah. Don't ever go in someone's house. And he no. just he, d- he just goes in and immediately gets grabbed. Well, because you hear well, you hear like a pig squealing sound. Yeah. Oh, right? dude, this fucking I, I like I can't talk about like this whole. This is one this, of my favorite parts in the whole movie. Yes. So I don't just want to gloss over, but like when he first walks in there, yeah. and you kind of get this shot of like it's like him walking into the front of a the house. There's a staircase to his right, and then at the end of the hall, there's this little metal ramp kind of going back, mm-hmm. and then you see like kind of like. Just bones on the wall back there, but it doesn't. It looks odd, but not like anything else. And he walks in there because he hears like some kind of like animal noises. So he walks towards the back, and he kind of trips on this ramp that's there. And when he looks up, fucking Leatherface pops out and just bashes him on the Nails fucking him. head. Yeah, he like picks him up, flips around. Well, Slip. he has like a seizure first. That's yeah. that part oh, yeah, freaks that me good. the fuck out because it looks so real. He starts twitching. Yeah, yeah. he picks him up. He slams him against the wall and he just grabs the fucking door and just bashes yeah. it shut. And then you get like that doom sign. It's fucking, it's, it's one of my favorite movies in like any horror movie. It's well, just I, so I, cool. The, yeah. Because the way it's set up with the pacing and everything, other than the hitchhiker scene, there's no threat or looming danger for these kids at all. You're no. not led to believe that weird. they're being stalked. It's a lot of weird things. And, and, um, but yeah, the setup in the beginning with the grave robbing and all that kind of stuff, but the setup, but. For that kill, there's no musical cues other than when he when he slams the door shut and everything's already happened. Right, and then you get that it's quiet. It's relying on the sound effects that he's making, and I think that's what makes it scarier when he's twitching is because you're not hearing any overlaid sounds. All you're hearing is his legs yeah. hitting against the ramp right. as he's spasming, and um and and they were also there's foreshadowing in that when we're talking about the sledgehammer and how like. Franklin says, like, oh, it, sometimes it takes a couple good whacks because, you yeah. know, you can't yep. just get it right. You know, right. that's why we got the nail gun now. That's foreshadowing for Kirk to die. And um, I just, I just, I think also what elevates this for me, too, is last year I went, then they had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre House right, yeah. at Halloween Horror Nights, and they built this thing to scale. And it's just, it's just, it was just, I, I got goosebumps just walking mm-hmm. in the front door. And they had an actor that would come out and uh, grab somebody and pull them back and slam the fucking mm-hmm. metal door shut uh, in front awesome. of you, and you're just like, ah! <laughs> it's like something that's so simple. Like, there's no blood in it. Like, you hear like the comp- you hear like a short splatter noise yeah. when he hits him in the head, mm-hmm. but you don't see any gore or anything like that. It's like you don't need to. And I also like how like the I, I, the one thing I like about this movie in general is like, and it was like a different time, obviously the '70s, but there's no like nowadays we're so used to like edits, like where you get like an edit of a different shot, a different shot, a different shot, a close up shot it's there's a lot of like long purposeful shots in this like it's not it's and it's better for it like you don't get the perspective of kirk as he's walking back towards the thing you see like a pulled back shot of the hallway and he walks back and he gets bashed in the head Mm -hmm. and then this coming up is another one of my favorite shots um when you see uh, pam gets up off the swing pam's on like this swing that's kind of out like in front of the house and what happens is she stands up because she's like, Kirk, Kirk, and she starts walking towards the house and you get this awesome shot of the camera. It's on the ground and it must have been like on like a fucking rail system or something like that because it seamlessly goes underneath 
the um the swing and goes like kind of shooting up towards her butt yeah and you kind of see the house as she's walking towards the house and it's just cool because like the, the it house does, looks so much bigger it looks so yeah. much bigger and it just looks weird yeah and it goes right up to the house and then it kind of cuts back and you get like another shot of her actually like walking into the house yeah yeah because she does she does the same thing like she's she's calling for him no one answers so she goes in but she goes into a side room Right, where it's like dark and um And there's just a bunch of fucking feathers she, like, everywhere. She pulls curtains back and she falls and there's just feathers and bones everywhere. Well it's cool because yeah, she walks in she she walks into the house and it looks normal and then she turns the corner to go into the living room and she kinda yeah. trips and when she trips, it's kinda like the first shot as like the viewer where you're like, Oh shit, right. this is a fucking weirdo's house, obviously. Yeah, and I really love how they explore that room and like they you know, they go to each item and it's like, oh shit, there's like a chair made out of bones. And then like here and there's this thing made out of bones and here's a skull yeah, and, and here's Dick, a chicken in and a cage. The, and the guy who did all this, like the art director, Dick Burns, he was just like, I, he went out of his way to make things look real and not like Hollywood, yeah. like manufactured to look like it was real. He's like, that's why he used like all real bones. And that's why everything stunk to living fucking hell. Everybody that's like was involved in this movie said it fucking smelled like death 24 well, 7 i mean they did such a good job because you look at I me mean, if you watch the shocking truth documentary they show you before photos of the house oh, yeah. They yeah, and the house yeah. was like pristine ready to move in like a regular house yeah and by like the time by, you know when you see it in the film it's like this decrepit looking facsimile and it's and it's clear like he totally transformed that house he did yeah, yeah he put like just fucking i mean i I mean the the um the walls leading up to that trophy room with the metal door they all have cowskin draped mm-hmm. over them yeah. and so it cha- it totally changes the and way that house And he talks about how much like he made like the fake skin he used like latex with um oh, fuck what do you use um the shit that's in fiberglass mm. to make it look like it was like real skin because he would like just basically pour a little bit of like liquid latex on like um fiberglass and pull it out to make it look like it was like actual skin and paint it that's cool man Yeah it's like cheap things like that. I mean, this movie was made for like next to nothing. It, it, and, and, and it is his like direct involvement with it. And he made a lot of awesome suggestions too to like Toby Hooper that we'll touch on soon. But like the meat hook scene when she picked, when uh, Leatherface picks up Pam and puts her on the meat hook, Toby Hooper wanted him to, to make an effect where you could see the fucking hook coming out the other side. And he's like, no, let's not do that because if you do that, they're just going to try to figure out how you did it. Right. It'll be way more effective if you just you didn't see, show yeah. anything at all. Yeah. Um, at least that's what he says in the documentary now. I don't know if he's just well, sucking I, his own I dick. I mean, but. I think, uh, you know, one of the characters in this film is the house and the way the house is decorated. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's a credit to Burns for doing that. I think if it wasn't with his art, well, his I mean, art there, ha- there kind of has to be, like, because, like, the. You're not re- like this movie's not relying on the actors themselves because you get no backstory on any of them. You're not really necessarily rooting for any of the characters like Sally towards the end, but like it's more of just like you're trying to get into the mind of like these fucking weirdos that live in this house and you're trying to you, like at least for me I mean, the first time I watched this I'm like what the fuck is going on with this family? It was like the first movie I saw that was like this that was like realistic. Like yeah. I saw this movie before I saw Last House on the Left. It's like really before yeah. I started getting into like the deeper movies. I mean, we talked about it before. It's contextual storytelling. Like you're you're picking up all the pieces, and whether it's not spoken in dialogue, you see the grandfather and the grandmother, right. the mummy that's sitting and there, and cool. you realize that there's a generational thing going on. Mm-hmm. Well, because like up until this point, you're not really like putting the pieces together that like the hitchhiker and the gas station owner are all like right. together. together. Yeah. You're just like there's a lot of weird fuckers in this movie. Like 
and I like how like they just don't they don't necessarily go back and like tell you if things were what they were or not. Like with the the blood symbol on the car was like was he actually writing something on the car so his dad would see it and be like oh and like recognize uh, that yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't tell you like yes or no it's kind of yeah. ambiguous but it's a cool thing that's just like left unsaid you know yeah yeah so um pam is uh she so she's in that room and she kind of starts like gagging and coughing and runs out and leatherface opens the door and he makes like he the squeals at her <laughs> yeah. i don't know what it is it's terrible um she sees him and screams and runs through the front door and i love this part where he grabs her from behind and she's just like yeah, kicking and screaming. She thinks she's going to get out free and he just bear hugs yeah. her and pulls her right back in, takes her right into the fucking kitchen. Oh, and he puts her right on just the meat hook. Puts her right on the meat hook. And I think like like you said, there really isn't a lot of blood or anything like that. You do see no blood, but you know the hook is in her back and mm-hmm. that's even more effective. Yeah, it's crazy. Showing. Like, well, because you do, you think like this movie's like, oh my God, it's fucking gory and it's like, but it's not. It's yeah. not at all. It's like. And like, then he's sawing up the boyfriend. Well, you see, right. You well, After you like look away from her hanging on this hook you realize oh that's kirk's body that's on the mm-hmm. table uh and then yeah leatherface grabs the chainsaw and he starts like ca- carving him up which again they don't even really show that like up close or no anything. because it's perspective shot yeah. of like from kirk's knees laying on the on the thing and he's just like for all, for all you know he's hitting the chainsaw up against the table right. it's cool you know? because he says like in the in the documentary he's like while there wasn't like an active like chain going on there like it wasn't spinning. They were sawing into something off screen by his head. Yeah. And he said the fibers of, of the wood were smacking him in the face and he could smell the gasoline. And it was like, it was fucking and terrifying. The, and, well, if, if you've been that close to a chainsaw, there's, there's grease specs, you know, the oil and, coming and off that, the chainsaw. And that's what he was saying. Yeah. It was just and all it's, splattering. And it's hot. So you feel that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then it goes back to the van where Franklin is, um, still freaking out talking about that blood smear. Um, and the crazy guy, and he's just freaking out, thinking that he's going to follow them. Um, and he realizes he doesn't have his knife. And so Sally goes in to look for the knife. Um, and then this is when Jerry's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Well, look. Jerry's fucking with him the entire yeah. time. And he's like, oh, they're coming to get you, Franklin. I love, they I love, know where you yeah. live. I love, like, the, you don't get much, like, characterization in this movie, but I do like the back and forth with them where he's, like, fucking with them. He's like, Franklin, I gave him your address. I even yeah. gave him your zip code. <laughs> he's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then, so they're wondering where um, Pam and, and Kirk are, and so Jerry decides he's going to head down to the, the creek to look for them. Yep. Um, so he heads back down to the house, and we have, well, he goes to the. We also got to mention right. Jerry's sweet ass fro. Yeah. Oh, it's sweet because he's basically oh, it's huge. He's basically like disco stew. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, yeah, fro, yeah. and he has like the tiniest eyes. <laughs> well, back <laughs> Even like, with his glasses, like, I, I said all the like, time, but like so tiny. Seventies was a magical time because it's like before carbohydrates, so like no one's got love handles. Yeah, no. they got little fucking. I mean, like, except Franklin. Everybody's got little boy asses. Yeah. Like, there's not any kind of fat on anybody. I mean, yeah, well, you could wear that clothing if you were big. <laughs> it's just, like, stretched thin. <laughs> and also, like, McDonald's actually had burgers made of actual animal flesh and not... not oh, back in the day. Oh, yeah, when they first started. Yeah, before it was, like, green... And then pink foam a- or whatever they put meat in. Yeah. with, like, soybean juice. <laughs> filled with nitrates. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jerry, um, he heads down. He can't find them. He, he also finds the house, right? He goes... To the, the house kitchen. to look for them. Um, yeah, he goes. Well, he sees the towel hanging. He, he finds like their bang blanket. Yeah, yeah. Their bang, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes. Yeah, their bang blanket. He knocks. Um, he's yelling inside. He, he can hear weird noises. He hears, too. Like, yeah. he hears little chippies in there. Yeah. And it's like yeah. And he's like, Is "That chip chips I hear in there. What the fuck's in there?" And he just walks right back and he goes into like the butchery room. Yeah. This is the thing. And I don't you get. think like, like he's gonna get grabbed like right there? The thing you that, don't know where Leatherface. is. I love this part from the Leatherface's standpoint because. 
at this point, there's no one else is in the house, right? We know. Right. From watching this movie, only Leatherface is in the house, right? The, the, the dad's not there. Hitchhiker is out because he's been grave robbing and shit like that. So he's home alone. And it's like, he's almost like Kevin McAllister and fucking <laughs> the wet bandits are coming in his house. And he's like, he's probably freaking out in his mind because like, you know, like, he, like Leatherface, he's, he's, I don't know, for all intents and purposes, he's mentally handicapped, he's right? He's childlike yeah. so in a way, yeah. in his mind, he's like, where in fucking God's name are all these fucking people that keep just wandering into mm-hmm. my house? Also, because yeah. the house is in a remote area. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's funny because like, if you watch it and you think that, after he so like jerry goes in there right yeah he opens up the refrigerator and uh pam's still are, she sits up she's still yes. alive and she kind of sits up and she's like whoa, whoa, whoa and he's like what she's the fuck and out. he looks over leatherface bashes him on the head well he screams first yeah. he's like Wah! and <laughs> and before i get to what i was going to say in this scene it's funny because in the in the documentary they say they didn't want to hit him in the head with the fucking sledgehammer but they wanted to make it seem like no one was pulling punches because they they tried it over and over again they kept looking like people were pulling punches even with the scene with the dat with the um with the uh, gas station owner when he when he hits her later yeah uh so they had an g- actor on the ground holding a belt that was tied around his belt and he was gonna yank him down at the exact time that Leatherface hit him in the head and they said the first time they did it they weren't gonna tell um Jerry where the where Leatherface was gonna come from and they said he got so scared he just fucking like hauled oh, ass out yeah, of the guy yeah. man. <laughs> But this part's cool, um, aside from that, because after Leatherface hits him on the head, you get the splatter or whatever, and what does Leatherface do? He kind of, like... He runs towards a window and starts well, looking and out. And looking out, right, right? right. Yeah. He's, like, he's looking bugging out. out. Like, yeah. he's, like, where the... Like, in his mind, you're probably, like, he's, like, where the fucking God's name are all these people coming into my fucking house? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I couldn't tell if he was, like, upset by yeah, his yeah, behavior. Yeah, he totally, he totally is upset. He's, like... He's well, because like, then he sits down, and he's, like, almost holding yeah, his head in like, his hands, like, he's, like, he's like I don't want to kill these people, but I do. And he licks his fucking teeth. Oh, that part is <laughs> yeah. so gross, because oh, it's, like... the teeth. It's so gross. Because he's got, like, shark fin teeth. Yeah. 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 He's got yeah. Welch's grape juice kid teeth. Uh, but yeah, but... I love Welch's grape juice, my name's Leatherface! And I feel like this mask, I don't know if you guys talked about it, um is much thinner than I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, this, I feel like other iterations of it, like, it's very thick and, it like... It looks like latex. Yeah. Well, even the guy... E- well, so, like, the... Uh, Dick Burns. <laughs> I love just saying Dick, Dick Burns. Burns. My fucking Dick Burns! I'm walking around the set naked with fucking animal blood on me. He, um... He even goes on to say, like, yeah, he made this mask with, like, just liquid latex and fiberglass, like I said, and he, like, bashes Tom Savini's mask in the second one, like, I tried to make mine look, like, real, and he's like, Tom Savini's... It's a fucking sculpture. Yeah. It looks like a sculpture made by someone in Hollywood. It doesn't look real at all. <laughs> yeah. But his does look paper thin. It looks yeah, weird. It's, it's like very. It looks it's like, like translucent. Skin. It's translucent. Yeah. yeah, which is what it was supposed to be. It, I mean, the weird, th- the weird thing though is it has eyelashes, right? Too like that's well, like I yeah. guess if you skin somebody perfectly you could get eyelashes like that was the only weird thing with the mask well then later well, he puts on like his you like, wouldn't, he puts have, on to, makeup, you wouldn't yeah. have to touch the eyelids well he's already open he's got like I later guess. he's got like a whole nother mask that's like a woman right but on. yeah and and his, oh, and his mannerisms change he put makeup on no the mask he's got he like had. well like john said he's got like personality he's got like, personalities when he puts on different uh, masks but okay. the cool thing is that burns also talked about the fact that like these people would be murder victims and they would have trauma to their faces because they would all get bashed in the same way. So oh, yeah. each one of the each one of the leather face masks has a giant gash somewhere in the forehead with stitching. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's awesome looking. Oh but, yeah, but he's kind of just pasting and then he sits there and it kind of get close up of him liquoring. Uh, everything's real wet too. Leather face needs some. So then, okay, so time has passed because now it's nighttime. 
and um, so, Sally and, and Franklin are oh still at the van. It's, it's, it's important. This scene is fucking annoying. And they argue over the flashlight and who's Give going. Me the flashlight, it's important to like know when you're watching all these nighttime scenes that like the camera they were using requires like six times the amount of like light yes. that a normal camera would need yeah. to make it look lit. So even though a lot of these fucking scenes look like very dark, so dark, even on the even on this one, which is like very very has been cleaned up like tremendously and looks great. They still look really dark. You yeah. got to imagine the amount of light that w- they were pumping into some of these scenes to have them look even still dark. Right. They're yeah, because it, it's a whole chase scene. Right. So, um, so yeah, they argue and then they finally decide, well, they don't have the keys, so they have no choice but to either wait mm-hmm. there or go look for everyone. This, so they go look together. Well, like, Sal, like, at this point, this is when you really fucking start like, oh, God damn it, I fucking hate Franklin so yeah. much because he's a little pansy and he doesn't want to give her the fucking flashlight. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to beep the horn a couple times and then if they don't come, you know, then we'll go looking for him. Whiny little bitch. You just want to punch him in his fucking yeah. face. So he goes over. Start, he's about to beep the horn and he, and he realizes the keys aren't there and he starts having like a nervous breakdown because you have to put yourself in his position. Like he's the most. He's the most vulnerable he's, person. He's, yeah. he's the most vulnerable person. He's got, he has to rely on everybody else and everybody keeps disappearing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the more people disappear, the more I'm likely to get killed. So he doesn't want to be left alone. So then Sally's like, well, fuck you. I can't deal with you anymore. I'm going to storm mm-hmm. off on my own. He's like, I'm going to come with you. I'm going to come with you. So she storms off with his flashlight. Eventually, it cuts, and she is pushing, pushing him, him, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is when it starts to get really dark, where you can't really tell what's going yes. on. They're, like, going through it's some cool woods. It's cool, because, like, yeah, and when it was the daytime, you had a sense of, like, where everything was, where they're at. But now it's the nighttime. You don't know where the fuck anything is. You have no idea where they're at. They're kind of going through, like, this creepy... Bramble like, of dead like, like, dead branches yeah. and like yeah. stuff. Apple, like, old apple trees or something like that. And they're pushing him, and then all of a sudden, Leatherface well, just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and just starts nowhere sawing him right down the. And his, I love the <laughs> shot. Like John made an awesome gift of it with fucking him. Like just his. I love the shot. It's awesome because his eyes are so fucking like white. Huge. And it's funny when you watch the documentary because they're like saying like when he's cutting into Franklin, we wanted that we wanted to be able to pick up the blood, like just like not the color of the blood, but the idea that blood was flying. So he's like. We had people off camera just spitting Spit, yeah. blood everywhere for like six hours <laughs> trying to get this get uh, the take. On, on film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just, and he's like, and, and that's what he said. Like by the end, everybody was so covered in blood. It was like everybody's outfits were like stiff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, um, so Sally, this, so he starts chopping them up and Sally screams and runs away. Um, and Leatherface chases her. This, and this, this scene, scene looks so long. She chases. She goes into the house. She goes up the steps. It's fucking frantic. You I finally, love, you I finally see yeah. the second floor of the house. Yeah. She goes into a room. That's the thing that's cool about it because, like, that's the part I really like about it because you haven't seen, like, you haven't seen any of the house yet, so you don't know. Oh shit! She's going upstairs. What the fuck else is she going to yeah. see yeah. up here? Yeah. But she runs into Memem and Pepep. <laughs> yeah. Mem and, 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 and their dog. Super dead dogs. Mom, super dead mem mem. Mem is spatchcocked up there. <laughs> like her yeah. fucking pussy's flayed. And, well, and, and, and Pep Pep looks like the granddad from fucking like, uh, what, what the fuck's that goddamn uh, jackass? Oh, looks, yes. Yeah, looks like the old, yeah. like the dirty old, grandpa. Like the old yeah, dirty grandpa. Makeup. It's so bad, dude. And, uh, and she shut the door, so Leatherface had to saw through the He saw through the front door, and then she comes downstairs she comes downstairs at the same time that he's coming upstairs oh so she's gosh. like only recourse i'm gonna fribug at myself Dude, out this window yeah, he did not hesitate no, no hesitation she's like i'm fully committed she just to just it. <laughs> and she landed so fucking she, hard well, I, I, there's a net at there obviously I but mean, it looks like she lands real hard it's cool, barely man. missed like a concrete like, thing like come on like 
That's but shit you don't I, fucking get. I, I love, no, I love yeah. the time it takes her to. By the time she picks herself up, yeah. Leatherface is coming like out of the right, front door, it's coming awesome around the corner right of the house. Like, yeah, could they, he run that fast? I think not. I mean, like he's like a grizzly I think bear. I think like it takes him a couple like seconds to get his momentum up. But once that momentum's up, you just got the fat bird <laughs> going like full fucking. Like you can't stop it. Like you got to have like fucking forty yeah. brakes on to stop and she's that freight just train. Running. We also through all I, those trees. I, I, I glaze over the fact that like before she gets to the house, there's a long sequence of her running through yes. trees, him chopping the trees, yes. her getting That's her cool hair too. caught. Yeah. It's cool. But then we get that shot in reverse when she runs, runs through the back. woods again. Yes. yes. <laughs> Back to the gas station that you had forgot about. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she gets to the gas station. And this Good. is just a cool scene in general because, like, I can, like, vividly... This is one of the movies I can vividly remember watching for the first time because um, I fucking stole it from Kmart when I worked there <laughs> on VHS. Of course you did. And it was, like, one of these... It was one of the movies I got. I, like, stole this and I stole, like, Dawn of the Dead. And I can fucking just vividly remember the first time I watched these movies and it was just, like, it was just, like, an awesome fucking feeling. Like, God damn, I can't believe I'm watching this movie. It's fucking amazing. And the first time she goes to the gas station and like immediately you're just like, oh man, I don't know. Like, is this guy like, can you trust this dude? I don't, I don't know if you could trust him or yeah. not. Yeah. Well, and, because why would Leatherface Chase go in there? Right. Like, right. why is she safe inside that gas station? Well, she like, yeah, like he's like right on her ass and then yes. she walks in the door and then he's gone. So you're kind of like, hmm, that's fucking weird. Like, yeah. why, did, why didn't he just come in here and kill that they dude? They do a good job of framing that though, because like when she initially goes in there and a the guy's trying to calm her down, like he goes to the door and kind of walks out the door this to look around awesome. and, he, yeah. and he goes around the corner and you're like, is in he any dead? other movie, is he dead? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Is he and dead and Leatherface going to pop it, up? Well, it's awesome because then you see like you're waiting, you're waiting and then it shows her expression and then she looks over at the, the freaking at the like, barbecue yeah. and so you're thinking like oh shit is that fucking people or is that just like regular right. meat like or am I yeah. just freaking out but here but she wouldn't be thinking anything about that meat I, I mean right because she didn't see anything I mean technically yeah, yeah you're there. right you're right I mean, she, she doesn't know anything. she yeah. doesn't know but like you as the viewer you're thinking that like, yeah. you're thinking you're that thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking like that no is like weird looking like you're because they zoom up on it and you're like is yeah. that a hand or is that just weird pork because pork can be weird right. shapes. I don't yeah. know. Like, is, <laughs> is that, that a foot? Is that, or is that, is that, is that like, New Zealand? Is or that a heel? Is that, is it, yeah, exactly. is it a sausage? And is, I guess it a is that a bottle of wine? I don't know. I mean, even in later scenes, I don't think she... I don't know if there was anything that would make her think it was people. Uh, old people sucking on her fucking fingertail? Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, at the end when they're feeding her like spam, it's like the worst. Like It's yeah. like, here's bologna and fucking sausage on a plate. I'm like... That's all you got? Like, you're fucking making oh, I'd people... Be, I'd be fine with that. I'd be like, oh, I you're mean, giving the, me the meat. The finger suck. <laughs> I, I don't know why there's been so much finger sucking John's in like, the movies. Oh, but... you're, <laughs> you're giving me the charcuts? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I said it before. If you're, anybody can be sexy, suck on a finger. And, uh, I, and I stand by it. I don't know about that. No. I mean, I, I fucking made it beat so, it down. So she's like in the gas station. and it's possible. She, <laughs> she's screaming to call the, call the police. Yeah. He has no phone. Well, Apparently, he's, he's, he's going to get the truck. I didn't yeah, finish yeah. This. yeah, he's going to get the truck. So he leaves, right? And like John said, you're waiting. Like, he's going to get killed. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool because there's like, you get like at least like a solid minute or two before you see him again. And you get the fucking truck pulled perfectly into frame, like yes. at the door. And he comes out and you're like, well, what the fuck's he getting out of there, right? He got, he got something. He comes closer and you see he's got like a potato sack and like a fucking twine. Yes. And you're like, uh. And then that's when she realizes. Like, and she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, you just, you just calm down, miss, and there'll be no trouble. And so she grabs like a fucking knife Night, that's yeah. on the table, starts taunting him. <laughs> so you're like, okay, she's got it. She's got it. This is like the one thing that kind of annoys me about movies like this. It's like, all right, you got a fucking substantial knife. You're going to let some fucking old ass redneck thwack you with like two a times broom. With, with a like broom. a broom with a broom yeah. and you just defeat it. 
Yeah, but, but he does beat her because first he hits the knife out of her hand and then he just proceeds to well, yeah. beat her until he breaks Steph, the broom handle. You also got to keep in mind, it's 1974. Women were a lot meeker back then, okay? You got get a hardy woman nowadays. Is this, is this a fact? In 2017, you got a hardy woman. <laughs> yeah. But back in 74, I could just well, like... Well, it's all the preservatives we put them in. I now. could just sneeze on a woman and she'd be crying. Then he so, puts her in the truck. Well, yeah, he knocks her out. He ties her up, puts the sack overhead, puts her in the truck. <laughs> and then as they're driving. This is when I knew I was a deviant so because weird. it was like things <laughs> happening in my pants when I was like 13. Well, when he was tying her up. You no, know, he was just oh, getting her tied up and he was beating be- her. And I was like, yeah. why is my wiener twitching? Well, he's not really he's beating so her in the weird. pickup. He's like jabbing her with the end yeah, of the fucking. Her. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like, oh, no, don't do that. And <laughs> in the documentary, he's like, you know, I kept like, I wouldn't want to hit. I'm, he's like, I didn't really want to hit her. I'm like, bullshit. Dude, yeah. You fucking loved it. You loved every second. But he's like, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. And Toby just kept telling me. And so after like 52 takes, I finally got fed up with it. I just started giving it to her. <laughs> so as they're driving up to the house, they you they happen upon the hitchhiker who's walking along and is carrying cool. a dead rabbit. It's like a cool little like. It is. It's cool. All like homogenous thing that's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, it's tying all those pieces and loose pieces together or whatever. That pickup truck's old too. It's a really cool yeah. like. 1930s like pickup truck or something like that he pull, they pull up so when he, is, that, is that when he pulls up the hitchhiker and he's like come here you nap headed idiot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, and, and then he starts yelling at him for leaving his brother alone and I then told you're like, to oh, stay shit. away from that fucking graveyard yeah. so he's the grave nothing. robber yeah and then you realize that he's look what your brother did to the door right Having oh. no pride in his home. See, that's a that's a cool thing. Like when they talk to Toby Hooper about this movie, though, he's like, "Yeah, nobody really saw the black comedy in it." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't really think there was a lot of black comedy, but like there there is like there stuff is like some, th- yeah. like I think like when he ties her to the armchair and the armchair's got arms, arms, yeah. arms. Yeah. But for me, I mean, I don't think that I appreciated the comedy in it because I'm this movie is horrifying. I'm so focused on how horrifying it is. I do not see humor. Your hair well, is they, horrifying. Well, <laughs> they, they, I mean, the tone in the very beginning of the movie is very serious. Right. Yeah. Um, right. But like, I definitely see the, the dark comedy yeah, aspects like, well, of the interactions like, between the in family this movie, members. movie, it kind of like treads the line between like, is it black comedy or are these, or are they just like absolutely crazy? So far gone. But like yeah. in the second one, it's very obvious that it's. Right. There's, it, yeah. I mean, when you got freaking, oh my aching banana. <laughs> I mean, you know it's fucking you're getting the black comms <laughs> coming in <laughs> and who does leatherface start making the weird monkey noises somebody does well they everyone's kind of making well the the two i guess the two brothers yeah. are making noises yeah well this her. is also when you get leatherface and the uh the mother right mask and he's kind of being well, cool. sub, he's being subservient to the father you get like that yeah that he's now being like more like exactly like john said like, he's like subservient he, he's being like the more like the feminine role of the house now yeah. because yeah. there is no like mom and like this is something they touched on like on sequels and stuff that to lesser effect, but basically like you know in in Leatherface and other movies they said that Leatherface's mom died during childbirth, oh, you know, okay. giving birth to Thomas Hewitt as they ended up calling him in subsequent movies. But all right, so I've never seen this movie. I didn't realize this existed until then. But have you seen the Next Generation? Yes, and. It's terrible. I mean, is it's, it? not, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, basically, the next generation is like almost like a because it's meant to be a true sequel, right? I uh, to is me, is this the Renee Zellweg and the, the next Matthew generation is yeah. almost like an updated remake of the original, mm-hmm. updated at that time. I would say I wouldn't say it was uh, a, a true sequel. No, the first one, the second one, and the third one are supposed to be like a true sequel, and then like the. Next Generation was supposed to be like a reboot, like reimagining of the first one in like present time. Is that, oh, that's one with um, Jessica Biel? 
Or no? No, no, no. no, no. no. It has Matthew McConaughey oh. and Renee Zellweger. This was like 94. And, and, oh. and Viggo Mortensen. Oh, oh, yeah. Who is he in it? Is he's he the, the boyfriend sheriff or something, sure? isn't he? He's something. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I've there's not a, seen the whole thing. There's a weird hodgepodge. Yeah. I mean, like, listen. It, it, they have a, a ridiculous dinner scene. You're holding this. You're holding that movie up in comparison to the first Texas James Mask, which is like a classic, and the second one, which is like an awesome cult classic, like black comedy movie which in its own regard is awesome for different reasons and the third one's kind of like corny but i like it because ken Fury's in it and there's like a whole like fight sequence that goes on between them yeah but that's like still terrible but then by the time they get to the fourth one i'm mentally checked out like i don't fucking give a shit anymore like they keep like this they keep like just taking away what was good about it like as they go along and then by that time it's just like it's it's Mm -hmm. it's crap I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait until we do the like, uh, the listen, review at the end. If you wanna see like uh, if you wanna have fun and just drink a beer, yeah, definitely watch that movie. It's not like unwatchable, but like if you're trying to like hold it up in the same realm as the first two, it, it doesn't, well, I mean, doesn't exist. I think there's a secret sauce with this movie, but I don't want to get into it until All right, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that sauce on my face. <laughs> secret sauce. I want that sauce. sauce on his face. <laughs> I okay. want that sauce at the end. Um, I, I really like the part after the, he ties her to the chair and he takes the sack off her head and she sees that it's the hitchhiker and loses her yeah. goddamn mind. Right, right, right. And he, he, and like, and he remember and he, me? Yeah. And he, yeah, he recognizes her, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're all getting ready for dinner and um, hitchhiker goes upstairs to get pep pep. <laughs> Oh my God, I love this part. Oh. I love when she's so he like ties her to the chair, right? And then she goes upstairs, and there's a cool scene with her, just kind of yeah. sitting by herself, like looking around, like what in the fuck is going on in this place? And you can hear the hitchhiker upstairs, like kind of moving around and moving yeah. the chair yeah. around. And he's like drags the pep pep to the top of the steps, and he's like Leatherface, help me with pep pep. <laughs> and Leatherface like comes out or whatever, yeah, and yeah. walks up the stairs, and they bring him down on his chair. Yeah. Like it's not like. <laughs> They're just bringing him down, like no, they're bringing I him love, down. On I his love chair. this too because this is when they like cut her finger and like he like Pepe oh, feeds I on mean, her. And I didn't realize that he was alive. Exactly, until it's that a happened. it's a reveal kind of it's because cool. you think he's yeah. just a corpse and in a chair. Right, it's cool. Like this part, rem- that whole part reminds me of Psycho, <laughs> where like in Psycho, you know, they, he goes up and Sorry. they and they find his mom there at the window, but she's dead. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost like the same thing, right? They did it over again, but they put like a different like spin on it. Like they go up there sees like the parents thinks they're dead but then it's later revealed no that mm-hmm. fucking dude's still alive yeah. like and apparently barely. he was worse than all of them yeah and when so he was, like when and he was so like yeah. just hyping him up the whole time like yeah but he, yeah he was more terrifying to me almost than well it's weird when he's sucking the finger he's yeah. like, like eyes all light up and he's shit. like a oh, little he's, baby he's moving his hands around like a baby he, that's sucking yeah. on a bottle and he's like his feet are all like winced up and he's like yeah he's like a little baby yeah. like it's being fed or something it's, tr- it's oh, so weird there's so much weird little like perverted shit like that yeah in this movie like and some of it i feel like is like wasn't planned like the way that the way the dad acts is just mm-hmm. it's like it's natural in a way that like i'm just like uh, <laughs> well he's know. you're weird the dude, father's man. trying to like be the one that maintains some sort of sense of normalcy because he's got to go to the gas station and he and doesn't operate it. and so yeah he doesn't do like the killing because he says he doesn't like it but at the same time, like when he's they start, gig- when, he's giddy. When they start doing deviant shit, he's all giddy and he's like yeah. peeking. He's like yeah. peeking at what they're doing, and then he runs away, and then he comes, runs back, and he like peeks over again. He's like, "Oh my god, this is the best." So Sally like passes out, faints. I don't know. Basically, Sally screams for the next remainder yeah. of this the movie. Is the part. <laughs> is, she, is this where she's like pleading with them too? Like, please, I'll do whatever yeah. you want. And they're kind of yeah. like, and nobody they're, cares. They're, they're mocking her, right? 
And you get a lot of weird shots in here mixed in with like the sound effects that Toby Hooper was doing while he was naked in his living room. <laughs> like, uh, and then close ups of her eyes, uh-huh. like looking around, looking up, looking this. This is the part where I thought like it would just grate on Melissa's nerves because it is legit. Yeah. It is legit for the last like 15 minutes. Right. Sally screaming uncontrollably. And like, I think that. Yeah. That it's supposed to be yeah. unsettling to you as watching it, but like if you're just not in the mood to listen to a bitch scream, you're gonna get real annoyed. It was real unsettling, quick. but I got through it. It was yeah. fine. And um, <laughs> I think we should also mention too, like they filmed this Most scene quote the for an entire day. Oh my god, yeah. And while it's supposed yeah, it's to take place at night, this was actually during the day. Yeah, right. they had like black curtains. And on the it windows. was like a hundred and like twenty degrees and, in there. And they basically had to do the scene until they got it right because the uh, the actor that played the father was like was on contract for a week, and they were gonna lose him the next. Yeah. Day. So as quick as this scene. scene Teams watching it, yeah, they're like they no, did take we, after take like, after. We take. were there for thirty-two hours. Yeah. Also, there was raw chicken on the table, right? That and they had, said that was spoiled by the end of it. And so they were just terrible. smelling that because all the windows were all sealed up. Yeah. So they were just smelling that the whole time. Disgusting. But it's funny because like when you talk to when you, when you hear the other actors talk about it, they're like, "Oh, it was disgusting. Oh, it was vile." But then when they talk to the dad, he's like, "You know, it was kind of gross, but." Turned out it was fine. <laughs> like he wasn't really that like, put off by it. Even when they like brought him back for the sequel, they're like, they're talking to him about the sequel. Like, yeah, did you like the sequel? He's like, different movie, but you know, I felt like it was just as good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gunnar Hansen's like, I asked them, you know, to come back with an offer what they thought it was worth, and they didn't come back. And they got somebody else that was big and fat, <laughs> and that was butthurt. Oh, and this is when um yeah they're talking about how uh, the the hitchhiker's giving his dad a bunch of shit about how oh that movie's called you're just a cook harpoon what? oh harpoon that's the name of that movie mm-hmm. with fucking Gunnar Hansen that plays the, the whale watcher yeah Joey's um, worldwide harpoon yeah and the, and the cook's like this is when he says like yeah, I don't have a taste for killing and he's like there's just some just something you have to do don't, don't mean you gotta, gotta like, like it. it and he's like and then hitchhiker's like kind of like going at him at this point too he's like you're just the cook shut up you're just the cook Leatherface does all the work and he's like i told you to calm down he's like i heard you but it doesn't mean much <laughs> and sally's screaming and screaming and screaming um and this is when wait this is when they bring they're like we're gonna have grandpa do the kill because you yep. know he he's the best kill he's, he's the, best, the best. best he just one shot he, he gets some dead and they this, bring yeah. the set, pan yeah. over set, set, yeah they bring a galvanized tub <laughs> yeah. over oh like, my gosh and there's so much blood and shit like, like in there it. and the hitchhiker is like Bending her over this tub and to yeah, catch all of her screaming. blood, and, and fucking Leatherface keeps trying to give the granddad like the sledge, but it's oh too heavy and he keeps dropping it. But like, <laughs> but what? It, he does hit her. It does hit her, and they they said like with this scene, like I don't think it was actually Sally, but it was like somebody else that was there in place of her, and they said like they were scared that they were gonna hit the dude in the fucking head because they were trying to rush at this point. Yeah. Because it they was were an so actual behind. sledgehammer they were using. Yeah, right it was there? an actual sledgehammer. Oh, you hear it hit God. the tin when it falls I out know, of his hand, but like. It came really fucking close to hitting her in the well, head a lot the, of times. Even the scene where Sally, um, that's coming up where she jumps out the front window, right? Mm-hmm. She said that like she wanted to just jump through the window herself, but instead they told her that she had to jump off this platform that was like twice as high off the ground onto the ground, and she's like, oh, I would just rather jump through the window. But they're like, we can't let you jump through the window; it's too dangerous. So we have to jump off this platform. So she jumped off the platform and like broke her ankle. She really oh, hurt her ankle. Fuck. So when she's limping, it's because she's really injured. Yeah. Fucking idiot. So yeah. anyway, not to jump ahead. So <laughs> well, you, it's almost at that part because she throughout the, this whole chaos, the hitchhiker yeah. gets frustrated because he's like, he's just, getting excited. He's like, give me it; I'll just fucking do it myself. And he goes to grab the goddamn sledgehammer, and in that moment, she's like, kind of like almost free, and she breaks free, and she's like, I did it once. Fucking doing it again, yeah. right through the goddamn yeah. front. <laughs> like it. I was like, I did not see somebody. And it's go- awesome. The same person going through a window. And this is another thing. In multiple times, it's yeah. awesome because like, 
like John said, like when they're in there, it's nighttime, right? So you like you have a sense of like yeah. how much time has elapsed that she's been like through this for a long time because when she jumps out that window, it's Stay like, like it's Stay like yeah. it's like dawn. Was right? not expecting yeah. that, and so she's been going through this for a while. And she, I love this this fucking whole goddamn ending. Uh-huh. I, I just love it so much. It's yeah. the best. It's the best. Well, I didn't realize it was about to be the ending. Well, it's a short movie. It's like only like yeah. an like if you if you cut out like all the rest, like the beginning and the end, like credits. You're talking like an hour and ten minute movie. It's yeah, like it's short. over and done before you know it. So she starts running down like the this long, um, it's like a driveway, like, driveway, like yeah. fenced gravel driveway, yeah. and Leatherface is like far behind her with the chainsaw, and you can hear that going, which is awesome perspective shot. And then right behind her is Hitchhiker, who's slashing her with the straight razor, like in her back, yeah. just constantly, constantly. He's kind of like toying with her because like he could yeah, totally. He's like he's like weaving it back. It seemed like he could well, get her if he wanted. To. I think I think one of the things that they said in the documentary was is that she couldn't run that fast, so he was trying to make up things <laughs> yeah. to do behind yeah. her. <laughs> oh She's, my god! I mean, she, <laughs> she was fucking hurt. She did say her ankle was fucked up, and she was doing the best she could. So they yeah they make it out to the road, and it's oh my god this farting part this whole I just love this whole ending. He goes out there. He's so distracted, like cutting her. And doesn't see the tractor trailer. Yeah. Doesn't see the tractor trailer about to come up, and she sees it and dodges out of the way. And by the time he looks, he's fucking demolished. Right? Oh my god! Under and the tires, his head, his head gets run over. So it's funny. Um, not to take us out of this movie, but you know, in the sequel, you got they they ended up naming him Chop Top, and Bill Mosley comes in to fill that role as the hitchhiker. And because his head was run over in part two, they have like a steel plate <laughs> like on his head that oh he, keeps pick, he keeps picking and it he, with the uh, the coat hanger. He's got a coat hanger and he picks that at all How the time. How is he alive? It's just supposed to. Like, okay. I mean, like it makes sense in the second one because it is going for that black comedy like, aspect so it works i love this because like the the truck driver stops like she like leatherface is coming out mexican dude yeah like they he's both, like there's a little with mexican a dude no he's not little he's, no, fucking, he's a giant dude he's, he's chubby, huge he's, well, he's chubby he's, he's chubby. chubby like he he's gets out he gets out as he's getting out sally's running up towards him with leatherface they both get in the cab well his he <laughs> grabs a wrench and they both go out the other side of yeah. the cab and he's running, and he turns around. And oh, that's and he just he, chucks it out of the head. He chucks the wrench at Leatherface's head, hits him square <laughs> in the then face. But where does he go? He just keeps running. Yeah, you well, never see the, him again. Which yes. is the best. Like That is exactly how you fucking react to that. He's the tragedy of this movie. Because yeah. he's running in the opposite direction the entire time. Then she flags down another pickup truck, gets in the back, and well, she gets almost away. gets taken out by that. His, yeah. his expression when he gets out of the 18-wheeler is the best, because he's just looking like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. got to process what's always going yeah, on, and here's a bloody woman coming up to him with a person with a chainsaw like, chasing yeah. her. Like, very fast. Like, I don't know if I could process it that fast. I would probably be standing there as the chainsaw went to my gut, still yeah. trying to process what the but fuck was happening. I guess he hits him, and then that's when the chainsaw goes in his leg. And yeah. it goes in his leg, yeah. Yeah. And he's got a little screen and which, there. Which, I mean, for that effect at the time, it looks like a chainsaw hitting oh, a leg. Yeah. I, like the, I like the way yeah. everything unfolds here. Yeah. So she tries to flag down um uh, a truck driver, and it's funny, like, in the, uh, in the documentary, she says, they filmed everything, and she thought she was done. With she the thought movie. she was done with everything, and then they called her back the next day, and like we need, we, didn't, we didn't get that. We shot. need we need you to come back because we need to redo this shot with you in the truck. So then they douse her in blood again, and then oh, like film the scene of her in the truck. And she's yeah. like, and I was like, when I was I was actually acting that because I was fucking so sick and tired of filming this movie. So they show her in the back of the truck there. Well, I love this part. Blood, There's so screaming. much anxiety in this part because the guy can't get the truck started, yes. mm-hmm. and then Leatherface is getting closer and closer, just so weaving close. like the oh, chainsaw the around. Best shot, right? When they're yeah. pulling away and she's covered in blood, like kind of like manically, like screaming. And then they told like Leatherface, like, you know, just do whatever you're gonna do. Oh and in his head, he was like, well, this, skater. this is this is my time to like, you know, I'm gonna be in the shot. This is my time to just do whatever." <laughs> so he just 
He's like, I'm gonna do my Fred Bugger dance. Oh, oh I love my it. He's just like, throwing it around it's and weaving no it around. It's one of the coolest endings. It is. No, I, I love it. Something about so I, like funny. I don't know. Like it's uh, it. That's one of the scenes that is like through every single horror movie I watched. That scene has like stuck with me more than any other horror movie. It's iconic, yeah. mate. It is. It's just one of those iconic mate scenes. Yeah. And you see it, and you're like, mate, tap you on the back. I mean, I would iconic. say. I would say it's a uh, tour de force. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gunnar Hansen yeah. is a tour de force. No, he is. With his fucking meaty breasts <laughs> that probably like just shoot out sausages. Yeah, and that's it. That's the end. Stringed up on intestines. They show her. She's kind of laughing hysterically, crying, laughing. And I it just, know. I like it because yeah. it's just like her laughing and it just goes bong mm-hmm. and then you get yeah. the credits gone. Yeah. It's fucking, uh, no fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. It's Which good. movie, is it a remake or a different one where they get away with a baby? They like steal a baby. Uh, you're, too. I think you're thinking of one of the, the remake ones. Yeah. yeah, one of the bullshit. I just remember the Jessica Biel one with Arlie. Is it Army. the Hills Have Eyes you're thinking of? I no. think. I think that's what I was to say. I thought the Hills Have Eyes. There's a baby, in, there's a baby there, in one of the remakes. There is too, a baby though. in the Hills Have Eyes, and I'm pretty sure there is a baby in fucking one of the remakes mm. because I remember there's like a slaughterhouse scene at the end, yes. and yeah. it's fucking horrendous. Okay, I think I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. All right, well, who who wants to go first, Melissa? How about you? Why you guys no, do that? It's your first time seeing it. I, yeah. I want to know what you it think. It is your first time seeing it, and you're like, it is my first time seeing it. It's we we, true. we pierce your vagina with the, oh, with we, the Texas chainsaw. We, well, we, yeah, sh- we shove with, we with sh- the chainsaw. We dead chainsaw. It's all fuck you. The the fortieth anniversary version. Yes, and it was perfect. Yeah. There's, so wait wait are you saying it's a ten? It's a ten. Holy shit! I told shit. you it would be a ten. I don't know why. <laughs> John's like, face. I don't know John's why like, anybody. John's disbelief. John's or thought that like I wouldn't like this movie. Like it's quick. It gets to the point. There's some good like creepy little things that go on. Like that. That. The only thing I did not predict was the old dude. <laughs> sucking on no, a no, finger. No, no. Like, that just comes oh, out of I nowhere just, because you're so used he to reminds the fucking leatherface. He reminds me of the great adventure old guy. Oh, yeah. Let me suck your finger. Because <laughs> you, you just think he's dead. Yeah. It is just like it, like, it does mess with you. Like, yes, does Sally's, like, screaming get annoying? Like, is Franklin the worst? Yes. But, like, I mean, he's meant to be, though. You know? Yeah. It's like one of those things that's built in for you to feel that way about him. You're supposed to fucking hate that character. Yeah. But I mean, they, there was a misstep by, by, for Leatherface for not just like mm-hmm. just doing something delicious with him because yeah. you could have just had the world Leatherface. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they show his uh, like bloody wheelchair after the fact when, when, yeah. when the father's like yelling, did you kill them all? Did you kill? Where are they at? And he's like, got the bloody wheelchair. And he's like, eh. And he's like, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> the yeah. whole thing is like for me about this movie um, is like a lot of times when they do this whole like redneck thing, it's like the rednecks have to be like mutants or they have to be like deformed or something like that yeah i mean they're these are weird people but they're just normal you know i mean like they're normal looking people yes. like yeah yeah leatherface has like a fucking skimmies but like he doesn't have lobster hands and right. he's not yeah, like i mean there's he doesn't no- ha- he's not an amputee that has missing legs mm-hmm. no he's a fucking normal ass guy yeah could be your next door neighbor right um everybody knows the, like i said at the beginning everybody knows this weird family that lived on their block like growing up everybody like you have to have you knew one weird family that you're like that fucking family just watch yeah. out they're strange they're all weird in there it, they don't, they don't movie, give you a backstory as to why well, they're it's just why, why is he wear his mask? It's interesting how that. this like movie came to be because like you know in in the fifties and early sixties you had the Charles Manson murders right and that was really changing the way movies were made. So like you think about like the movies that were the, the horror movies that were popular in the thirties and forties is black and white Universal monster movies right and then this then the world started getting like just. The world, I don't want to say it sounds corny, but like the world started getting real, like shit started getting gritty. Like they had the whole, like the government, they didn't, no one trusted the government anymore. You have the Vietnam shit going on, blah, blah, blah. 
and uh the Char- the Manson murders came and just made like this whole different kind of like group of like filmmakers that wanted to do things differently. You watch those um I I love the original monster movies, but they're just corny as fuck, you know, like I mean and they're good for their own reasons, but they weren't like they didn't have this like grounded in reality type of a thing whereas like you're getting into um Deliverance started to do it in like 72 and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre obviously was in 73 and then it was released in 74, but really like this is one of those movies that you watch and you're just like it feels like um you know, it just feels like something like not that it could happen, but like it's more grounded in reality where yeah. like no, this is not a fucking monster or this is not an alien from another well, planet coming down this is yeah. a normal person that could be living in your now it's time for john's secret sauce because i think part of what makes this movie unique and also timeless in a sense is that give it to me in my face the way it's marketed oh, as yeah, you know we talked and we talked about it in the taglines oh, tag is that it's based they, they try to make it like it's, it's based, based on a real ba- event it's, yeah. real event, it's yes. real event um and then the opening narration kind of alludes you to like this is a reenactment of something that actually right. occurred yeah, yeah. that's um, a good point super good point and i think the way they market it is is actually what's sold because you're thinking about this is before the information age yes and the internet when Melissa goes on moviepilot.com and spoils all the fucking shit for everybody else and ruins every little goddamn detail <laughs> and Melissa's nuance. Face. She's angry. Um, She's sad. <laughs> These are lies. But I like, you know, for the drive-in crowd seeing this and, and you know, the, the one trivia was like, yeah, this was like an urban, le- there was an actual urban legend surrounding this film saying, but no, it's, it's mixed in with reality of Ed Gein and Psycho and all that kind of stuff and, um, and Charles Manson. And I think that they kind of maybe self-aware or not self-aware because you don't really see this. I think for me, the next time you see this again with a raging success is the Blair Witch Project. Which yeah, if exactly. you remember in our time, the radio advertisements, the, the way it was thing. marketed yeah. was, you know, this group this of teenagers story. went to a, a, a forest in Maryland and never returned until we found their very, footage. And, inside. I mean, and that was very prevalent in our area because we're on the East Coast. So right. like, I mean, yes. you heard that Maryland thing and you're like, it was a big buzz about it. And yeah, you know, you're exactly right. It is exactly like the and like and that hype. I mean, for better or for worse, like propelled uh, Blair Witch to like you know do fucking massive shit in the box office. And that movie's a pile of fucking shit. It is a is yeah. a, it is a dumpster yeah. fire. But I mean, they did they use the same tactics, and it is it's different, man. It's like nowadays, mm-hmm. you want to dispel something. I mean, not necessarily that the internet provides one hundred percent factual information. It's not well, what I'm saying. But you can easily just if look you want to dispel something, it's very easy to just be like go on the internet and and it ruins it all. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. it, it's before like the time. I mean, even when I was a kid in um in high school and I wanted to see a particular movie, I wasn't able to just go on the fucking internet and buy something. Like, you kidding me? Like, you know, like I barely I barely had a computer when I was in uh high school. Like we had like a piece of shit computer. So like the only way I could see movies was through my friends. So like you take that back twenty more years, it's like just think about it. Like, you know, they you couldn't like VHS tapes weren't a thing then, you know. So I mean, obviously this movie's a ten for me. This is, I mean, this is this is my favorite horror movie of all time. Uh, there's, I mean, there's really, and it's crazy to think that this movie's over forty years old because it's still to this day super, super, super effective. Leatherface is probably one of the coolest like characters, and I think it's because it's kind of like it's not convoluted. It's just like he he's a fucking he's gr- more grounded in reality. Uh, Toby Hooper. Um, this movie's perfect. I, I I don't know what happened with a lot of the other movies he's done. Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I also love that movie a lot. Um, I, I mean, I'm not gonna bust Toby Hooper's balls. I do like a lot of the things he's done, uh, but this movie in particular is just 
I, I can't say enough good things for it. And if you're a horror movie fan and you have not seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you're not a horror fan. Mm-hmm. You just need to go away. Get out of my face. John, what was your rating? Oh, of course it's a 10. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, I think, you know, I, I'm not underselling Toby Hooper. I think what made this a raging success wasn't just Toby Hooper, but was also Dick Burns. Oh, absolutely. And it's like um, it's a kind of the thing like where everything was in place to make it a good, great movie. Like 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 um we didn't mention it, but like uh Gunnar Hansen who played um Leatherface. Like I'm I'm not gonna say like you could have anybody in that role that's big that could have did a great job, because who knows if that's true or not, but they had a guy in place to play Leatherface and for whatever reason he was drunk in his hotel and didn't show up for the shoot that day and then toby hooper ended up meeting gunner hansen like on the street and saying like listen our guy didn't show up do you want to come down and shoot this movie with us and he's like yeah and so then that's how wow. it happened so it's like weird shit like that you know? yeah and i mean like subsequent releases they're basing their leather face off of what gunner hansen did i mean he right. took that role inside right. of, like he's gonna be mentally handicapped I he's mean, gonna squeal like a pig he's gonna like do these things with i masks. can't picture like i mean it's just everything like his like the movements he does uh everything i mean like he is leatherface to me like i mean in the second one i don't it's different i don't know like it's very very different like this movie feels like a legit horror movie to me whereas like part two is like uh like a fun campy horror movie well i mean like i don't like again like you're not gonna you're not gonna duplicate the marketing of this film once that has worn off you're not you're never gonna get that back No, no, and toby hooper was smart for taking it that way with the second one i think and and i fucking love the second one it's amazing Mm -hmm. but after that it kind of just slowly slowly and listen i mean they just released leatherface and apparently that's getting torn the fuck apart and i believe it's the guy leatherface was directed i believe by the guys who did the french director who did inside i could be wrong about that but i'm almost certain and that's getting torn apart by critics right now oh yeah yeah oh yes was I, it a straight on video or something they no no no. it's gonna be it's gonna be released yeah, like a theatrical got, release. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's got Stephen Dorff and or whatever oh, his name is. Boy. And it's basically <laughs> supposed to be like a prequel to Leatherface to find. It, it, so I watched like a, a teenage Leatherface escapes from a mental hospital and three other inmates okay. kidnapping. See what a happens nurse. right there? Mental asylum. Okay. Yeah. The thing that's cool about fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre is you take that goddamn mental asylum out of the equation and it's just a person who was born and raised to be a certain way. Yes. I, the whole mental asylum thing, it's just been done too, too, yeah. too much. Like, I don't even want to hear, when I hear mental asylum yeah. in anything, I'm mentally, I'm checked out. I don't care anymore because I fucking, it's well, been it's done Well, it's Halloween. It's Mike Myers. Yeah. yeah and, then, just, you know what, and that's fine for Mike Myers, but like, let, let's just not make it a thing for everybody. That's crazy. Yeah. And also you get the impression that like everybody in that family is crazy. So why would he be the exception that they would take? Exactly. Exactly. And I think the thing that's more interesting is like, to me, it's more interesting when that killer has been born and raised that way and has never been put into the system of of like right. a mental sum at all and he's just out there and that's all he knows i don't, I don't, well, I don't well, care and also about that. even in this movie they kind of allude to the fact that like the hitchhiker is supposed to be his babysitter and he's not supposed to leave the house and he's supposed to keep watch while the father's not there and the other two you know the hitchhiker and him are the only two that can really go out in the real world and interact with other people and right. he can't so it makes no sense why yeah but anyway, don't see that movie. Don't see that. Steph, movie. what do you think? Well, finally, my turn. Um, it. I think. It's Yo, a, listen. What? I have to stare at your stupid <laughs> hair right now. Um, I love this movie. I can't remember the first time I actually watched it. Uh, it might have been. 
I was older. I don't know. Was it my 20s maybe? It wasn't with you, was it? I don't know. Um, You're asking me a lot of questions right now very fast. It, uh, and I don't have answers yeah. for any of them. No, I love this movie. It is, it, I think, doesn't matter how many times I watch it, I still feel like the same. I get the same feelings. It's fucking creepy. Um, it's unsettling. And I think what's for, I think what's worked so well is that like, it is like a quick, you don't get a backstory. There's no backstory about these characters, no character, well, character development or anything. It just fucking happens. Right. You know, everything happens and you are immersed in it. It is like your nightmare. And it's one of the things that like, as it gets older, it kind of helps it get better to me because it just feels more because you're instead of it like unfolding before you in the current time period, you're thinking like you're going back in time and yeah. thinking like, oh shit, that's the way things used to be. It, it, it still holds up. Yeah. It just gets better and better. For yeah, me every before time I watch it cell phones and all that exactly, yeah. that exactly. if you got yeah. straight on the road without gas you were really it's fucked. crazy i think about all the time like if i would lived in the 70s i would be a serial killer because you <laughs> could just be fucking doing whatever the fuck you wanted and no one could say god you couldn't get caught yeah you had to have like cops doing their job amazingly to be able to get caught you couldn't have cops today going back to the 70s and trying to solve crime no. <laughs> with the technology they have now you can't yeah. go reverse oh, you can't no. do that no um yeah i mean it's a 10 for me it is a 10 10s all around yeah Ooh. hell yeah so suck our chainsaw cocks <laughs> okay well i'm gonna announce the next movie well what was the i am oh sorry um that's right melissa you fucking, IMDb, melissa, you tell melissa's that, on the ball you tell that twat face melissa's what's on the ball. up tell me 7.5 pussy mouth okay so now i am officially going to announce the next movie okay um to push you now huh um so it was um the movie is a patreon pick by christina scottnick i hope i'm saying that right oh i know we are um it is from the director who brought you hellraiser 3 oh you don't say and and warlock the armageddon oh my god that's the the guy from arachnophobia (laughs) with the blonde hair and he's like listen i'm going to tell you about the (laughs) taranchi and i'm going to tell you about I'm a warlock. Yes. I can do all these magical spells for you. I can make your plate of butternut squash into spaghetti like Steph tries to do to Jesse all the time. And she tells <laughs> you him. can't. Oh. She, she tells him, Jesse, that is real pasta. And she I, uses spaghetti squash. It's whatever. Different. It's a squash. It's different. It's fucking Learn sick. Learn your basic all vegetables. No! <laughs> I want real pasta. Okay. Starring Zach Galligan, and you may know him from. He's from the Gremlins. Oh, oh no, no, he's the he's um the the guy, bright light the kid, the guy, Zach Galifianakis, the, the son. He's the son. Um, more fun than a barrel of mummies. That's my penis. Waxwork from 1988. Vestron Pictures welcomes you into a new dimension in terror. Waxwork. Yay. I'll say. <laughs> is, is it a yay? And we sold another t-shirt. Okay. Um, I'll say that I have not fucking watched this movie in many, many, many years. So it should be a joy. So I can honestly tell you right now. I think you'll be surprised. It's almost going to be a clean slate for Jessa. Yeah. Oh, I've it's, seen a, it's her, a clean I've seen slate for me. It's a clean I've slate. seen it recently. Last time I watched this is when I used to have it on VHS when I was like 22 years <laughs> old. I'm 35 now. You do the math. Yeah. All right. I'd like to just take a minute to thank our new patrons. Uh, we have four to mention. Brendan Clark, George Sorsdahl. What is that? I don't know. I hope it's right. That sounds like a, that sounds like a magical person <laughs> right there. Like he's a Are wa- you a warlock? Are, is your name Julian Sands? Do you have a flowing blonde mane? Because I want to run my fingers through a bra. 
Keith Kristen and Aaron Ricks. I know Aaron Ricks is the home skillet who sent me the zombie dust. Yes, he did. Thank you, good sir. Thank you for joining the Sale of St. Army. And Keith Christian is a little fucking smacked ass who was on, was part of the Sale of St. Army. And then he left because he a bitch. And then, he, <laughs> and then he came back. And luckily for you, we don't say Shen and that to anyone when they come back. We welcome. We do. With, Open arms. With what, arms wide open. Yeah. <laughs> like the creed. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I'll say, I'm going to welcome you back, no. little Keith. And I'm going to press your hungry lips on my teeth. And you can suck on my man milk and I'll help you get big and strong. Keith Christians. <laughs> Okay, you know where to find us. We are on social media. We are on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Say, say You Love Satan Podcast. Say You Love Satan Podcast. Uh, on Facebook, Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast. 80s Horror Podcast. Our, uh, go ahead. Thank you for everybody that's writing us the iTunes reviews. Yeah, and we've thank a you to the continued support on Patreon. And we do have our amazing t-shirt. I've been saying it throughout the episode. It's on sale now. Uh, by the time you hear this, guess what? gone you know you can't get it no more but you can get it if you become a patreon member okay 30 or 50 dollar oh, levels and guess what if you really want to get it, one of those it, and if you're all sad and you're like oh i didn't know about this fucked up bro you know last episode you didn't even mention it this episode you're like it's already done well guess what you should have been following us on the on the gram right because if you were followed us on the gram you would been known about this been known yes okay and on facebook been known yeah both things been known Yes. So do those things. <laughs> it's been known. And then you, you'd be set. And it's you, noted. And you'd already be wearing this shirt, and you'd already be on black.com wearing this shirt, stroking your quigs. Yeah. So so join the army and buy a t-shirt. That's what Steph says. <laughs> These are all... You hear all so do that. Did you hear how like much excitement was in Steph's voice when she said that? I want no, you to but be like, like you said, our website is sayyoulovesatanpodcast.com, and then on there you can uh, link right to the Patreon and join at the thirty or fifty dollar levels to get the new. T-shirt. Listen, you could even yeah. do like a dollar, but you're not going to get anything for it except my love and adoration for all times. It's and true. That's worth. And a shout out yeah. on the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next episode. Say you have Satan. Because of the end of civilization. Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life.